howdy do you who fans and welcome to the big blue box podcast my name's gary my name's adam and welcome to episode 205 yes Have you ever thought what it's like to be wanderers in the fourth dimension? Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow, so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. There's no point in being grown up if you can't be childish sometimes. The trouble with time travel is, one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems on a moment too soon. Unlimited rice pudding, etc., etc. I am the doctor. Great men are forged in fire. Privilege of lesser men to light the flame. I'm the doctor. This is Rose Tyler. She's my plus one. Is that all right? That would be me. Hello. Surprise. Boom. Etc. I'm the doctor. Do everything I tell you. Don't ask stupid questions. And don't wander off. How can you kid this? I don't like the colour. Howdy do, who fans? Hope you've all had a cracking week and that you've all managed to do something, something. Doctor Who related. This week, more than any week, I would have yeah. hoped you've all done something Doctor Who related. Indeed. As a certain TV show came bounding back on. Mm. Was the wait worth it, though? Now on BBC One, the Doctor is back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now on BBC One. The moment you've all overhyped for. <laughs> <laughs> we shall find out in our review mm. a bit later on. We've been very quiet on the old interwebs, as usual. Yeah, Very difficult, because we yeah. have lots of people saying, what did you think to this? What did you think to that? And, uh, yeah, have to be a little bit tight-lipped, because we don't want to give anything away, but... Mm. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, I was quite careful. Didn't want you seeing anything. We'd like to keep our thoughts on that. But I think I did, might have given something away. I'm trying to think. I think I did reply to someone. No, but you, yeah, but if you didn't see it, it doesn't matter. I, I, I did see something. Oh, no. Here we go. Did you? There you go. So you've got a hint of what, what I think of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We'll well, we shall see if we agree. If we agree, certainly, yeah. yes. Before that, we've got a couple of bits of news and merch to get through. Mm. And it's been kind of cool, you know, not having, because our show falls on a Friday, it's been quite cool not having a review that's out like on the same day or the day after the episode. Because I don't know about you, mate, but especially when there's new Doctor Who on, I like to give it a couple of watches to soak it all in. Because for me, mm. when I watched this through the second time, I had forgotten already, you know, uh, some key scenes from when I first watched it. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I watched it fairly late in the evening on Sunday. Mm. When I came around to watching it a second time yesterday, I thought, crikey, if I hadn't have watched this again, you would have said to me, so what did you think of this scene, Gary? And I'd be like, uh, mm. uh, I don't know. <laughs> mm. So, uh, yeah, I, I like the fact that we've, we've got a, a week or five days, whatever, to sort of digest it all properly and take it in and you know because I've, I've there are a few blogs that i read and over the years they've put their reviews out immediately there was a couple of there was a couple of podcasts and a couple of blogs over the last couple of years where they'd put out like um 
uh, a spoiler-free review yes. on, on yeah. the day. And then they would put out their proper review literally minutes after the episode had gone out. Mm. And which is kind of cool in a way because it's, you know, timely and stuff. But then maybe a, a week or a month later, that same person on, on Twitter or Facebook, you'd be like, hmm, that, you know, you didn't, that's not the same opinion you had when you put the review out, you know, minutes after the episode went out. Yeah. It's all different now. So mm. what I'm trying to say is it's good to sort of let the dust settle a little bit. You let know. it all soak in. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes it's easy to get swept away. With mm. especially with an episode like this one, where it's everything's new, new docs and everything, and then Twitter just explodes afterwards, and it's very easy to sort of get swept away. So you've arrived on the hype train, and then it's very easy just to jump back on it after the mm. episode and and get swept up and like everything's just so fantastic. But mm. you know, so it's uh, it's good that we we give it a little while. I don't know how you feel about that. You probably want to get rocking and rolling like seconds after. No, this. no, I, I, no, I agree with you actually. Cause it's uh, yeah, it is. It's great. Cause I, I was thinking, Oh, should I make some notes while, while it's on? I thought, no, actually I'm going to, the first time it's on, I'm just going to, just going to watch it yeah, and, yeah, and, cool. and soak it all up. And then I'll watch it again before we record the review and, and make some notes and, and think, and actually, yeah, you're absolutely right. Cause there was, there was quite a lot to take in actually yeah. for, for this yeah. first episode. There was quite a lot to take on board. Um, and even things like, because in the week, people in the in some of the Dots Who chats I'm in on on Facebook were like making a joke about Tim Shaw, and I was like, what, what's what, what is that? What's, what, why, why are you all talking about Tim Shaw? What's that about? And of course, I watched it again yesterday, and it's really obvious. It's like you know, she mistakes the alien's name for Tim Shaw, and it's in there. There's a joke about it, you know, two or three times, thinking. Well, how the hell did I miss that yeah. on the first watch? Like, it's, you know, it's so obvious. And I think there was just, it was so much to take in, you know, so it definitely yeah. needed another watch. So, but in general, I like to do that. I mean, every time we review anything, uh, I like to, you know, always watch it again before we record just to refresh my memory sort of thing. Sometimes your opinion changes as well. I remember with um, Heaven Sent, you know, oh, yeah. the the, yeah. the standalone Capaldi episode where he's trapped in the the confession doll. I remember I, I really didn't get that or like it on a first watch. I think I remember saying to you, because we used to get preview episodes, didn't we? When, you know, before it all, to- before the ship tightened up and, uh, you know, the BBC yeah. used to let us have a little um, <laughs> sneak of the episode a week before or whatever. And I remember saying to you, oh, this week's mm, not, you know, not sure about it. And then watched it again. And it was like watching a different episode because sometimes you're just, especially with an episode like that, which is so different, if you're not in the mood for it, which clearly I wasn't the first time I watched it, you know, I was, I was kind of getting bored. I was thinking, oh, it's going around in circles and the Moffat's really dragging this story idea out of stuff. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, actually, this is a really cool concept. And so, yeah, it is always good, I think, to to, to rewatch it and just, you know, refresh your memory or, or soak in more information from it or whatever. But, yeah. 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 Yes, we're on the same page as always, buddy. Mm. So have you watched the new episode twice? I've watched it three times. Three times? Oh, you've done better because I've watched it twice. Yeah. So I watched it on Sunday evening. You remember on the on last week's show, I I had a, a little moment where I said, oh, the missus has arranged to do something <laughs> on a Sunday and I've, you know, got her out of that and stuff. So I'm all good to chill out on Sunday. And You were that, saying to me, I'm going to have a nice quiet night in because they're going out to something or other and I'm yeah. going to be able to watch Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't go as planned, did it? It didn't, did it? It never does. No. <laughs> it never does. So uh, I was actually out on Sunday when it was being broadcast. Yeah. Which is okay, because okay, I thought, well, I'm going to be home 
later on in the evening. So it's not like I'm not going to get to see it for days or anything. Mm-hmm. So I watched it on Sunday evening and then I watched it again on Saturday morning. And then I watched, uh, sorry, Monday morning. And then I watched it yesterday. Cool. So a few times. Yeah. That's to make up for it, to make up for the fact. Yeah. Mm. I have yeah. to say for me, Sunday, because I made sure we, we were out for a friend's birthday on Saturday night and I, I made sure we were back because we were at one point going to stay over in London. I was like, no, no, you know, I want to be home. I want to be back. I want to shut the doors, lock the world out and, uh, and watch it in, in absolute peace. And, um, and that's exactly what I made happen. <laughs> I just like, went, I'm doing nothing today, but it did mean that Sunday really dragged. Like I was constantly like, Oh, it's only half three. Come on, come yeah, on. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, by the time, uh, it came to quarter to seven, my, and you know, my sort of, anticipation levels are through the roof i was sat on that sofa the only thing was i normally like to have a little drink to toast in the new doctor any excuse for a drink oh yeah but because we'd been out drinking a lot for my friend's <laughs> birthday night before i didn't actually have a drink I had a little tiny bottle of port on the side which i was ready to crack open but i never did i was like no actually i can't face it so i had a cup of tea but um my partner's got a projector and we we watched it like projected onto this, uh, well, I say the wall basically, and um, so we watched it on a bit. It was like being in a little mini cinema. It was oh, cool, fantastic. Cool. Oh, yeah. it was so it's so good. It got the old sound bar up to cranked up to eleven. Um, so mm-hmm. I watched it like that's how that's how I watched it. A nice cuppa projected on the big screen. It and just yeah, and we'll get on to review later. What whether I thought it was worth all that build up. Indeed. Oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was excellent. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Just need the. Uh... The Beeb to start. I, I'm, I'm actually. No, we'll talk about it later on the episode. But very quickly, I'm just wondering if they're going to be filming these in 4K. Oh yeah, this yeah. This time around, because we know about the new cameras and lenses and so on. Mm. But if they're actually going to be recording that, not necessarily broadcast in 4K, but when Series 11 comes up to purchase, which I know you can pre-order already, amazingly. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm wondering can, yeah. if they're going to do a 4K because now would be the perfect opportunity with these new absolutely and stuff. So yeah, who knows. Who knows? I would think so because they just released Twice Upon a Time on 4K, didn't they? And that wasn't even filmed. Exactly. It wasn't even yeah. produced in 4K. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think there's a very good chance they will. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know about you, buddy, but I've really not been up to, to too mm-hmm. much Doctor Who wise this week. I've just been sort of climbing and bouncing off the walls waiting for it to, <laughs> to come on. Have you been up to yeah. much? Uh, a few little bits. Yeah. I watched, um, I managed to get in a classic Who. Um, which I, I think I spoke to you about last week. I don't know why. Oh, I do know why. I was chatting to our, our good listener, Lewis Palmer, on Twitter about the invasion of time, the Tom Baker story, because oh, okay. he was saying he'd never yeah. watched it before and he was watching it for the first time. Wow. You know, right. didn't get the hate for it and he was asking my opinion of it. And I was saying, well, do you know what, Lewis? I haven't watched that story for a while and uh, I'm in the mood for a classic who. So um, I bunged that on. Now, we haven't reviewed it, so I can't <laughs> say too much. Uh, but it was really cool to get a bit of classic who in this week and a bit of shouty Tom. He's very shouty in that yeah. particular story. Yeah. But um, I will say this, though. I really look forward to when we getting round to reviewing that story because um i think there's a lot to discuss when it comes to the invasion of time um it's about so, yeah. halfway through tom's era isn't it it's about uh leela's the companion so yes i suppose it is uh, yeah was yeah. it series 16 mm. oh no that's the key to, oh, it must be 15 then series 15 yeah, it's not quite yeah. got to the silly levels of um, key to time yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at, right at the end. I think it's the last story because I think That's they right. run out of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> judging by what the making of was saying. Um, okay. So yeah, got in a bit of classic queue. Got in a little bit of big finish. So you, 
remember a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to the class uh, audios from Big Finish, oh, which I think yeah. shocked everyone because everyone yeah. knows that I hated the TV show. Um, didn't mind the first one. I quite liked it. Uh, I thought it was all right. You so know, when do, you listen to class previously, you hadn't got onto the episode yet with Ace. So did you get no, onto? I'm st- no, I'm still onto it now. I, this, oh, okay, so I listened right. to listen to episode two. I don't think she's in. I don't think she's in it until episode four. Oh right, okay. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to make it because episode two <laughs> took a bit of a dip actually. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. The first one kind of just had a nice sort of little nice little story and they the characters were a little bit more interesting and it was okay you know it wasn't groundbreaking but it was a, a not bad listen but the right. second one I'll, I'll be honest with you it started off all right and then because like, i always listen to mine doing the ironing as you know um <laughs> i was finishing up the ironing thinking oh i've done the ironing now but i've still got 20 minutes left but not really into this one uh, but i'll finish it and i finished it but i wasn't really listening by the end so i kind of yes yeah, already it's kind of <laughs> pittling out for me um so yeah a bit of classic bit of big finish and also um a little bit of merch come in this week i got my uh big finish vinyl of cold vengeance oh, you know cool, the one cool. that they did for hmv hmv yep. exclusive it's really nice actually so it's a numbered vinyl um and the actual vinyl itself is green because it's a nice warrior story. So Excellent. Uh, it's really nice. I ordered mine online because um, they didn't do that last time they got an exclusive. You you had to go to the shop to buy it. Right. Um, and I thought, well, I'll order it online. Hopefully it'll arrive in good condition, you know, not, not get thrown over the wall, which uh, it did. Uh, and I was really <laughs> pleased, actually, because I went to... Uh, went out with our good friend Adam the Old Mahuvian and uh, our other friend Reese. We went out on the Friday it was released to our local HMV together. And obviously, I'd got mine pre-ordered, so I wasn't, you know, going there to get it. I was just joining them for a day out, really. And uh, they had only got two copies in, and one of them had been bought already, and the other one was reserved. So neither what? Adam or Reese managed to get it, and we were like, "Oh no!" So I felt a bit sorry for those guys. Um, I think they may have managed to get them ordered now. Okay. I know Reese definitely has. I'm not sure about Adam, but uh, yes. I, I, but then again, I was in London the following weekend, and they had loads on the shelf. So you know they're out there. Yeah, uh, they are. If you can find them. But did you get it? Did you pre-order it? No, I didn't. No, 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 no. 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 I, I need to be really picky and choosy with merch these mm. days. Because yeah. after the last tidy and clear up I had of my <laughs> existing stuff, I still haven't got enough room for the stuff I've got now. I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? So I, yeah. the last thing I want to do is just keep buying stuff and all it does is end up, you know, on the bottom shelf in the, you know, all just packed away and boxed up. So I know what you mean. And yeah. also I'll tell you something that has caught my eye is uh, someone tweeted a picture of the Five Doctors soundtrack, which I haven't got, I haven't ordered, but that that mm. does look very nice actually. But um, yeah, I don't know. Got it like a bit like you. I'm trying not to go too much. <laughs> There's a lot of great merch floating around at the minute actually, you know, for classic who yes. yeah so it's yeah. difficult for me to rein in because anything classic i normally want it yeah and something that um you and i mentioned earlier we're not going to talk about it in the in the merch roundup but selfridges have launched this ghastly range of <laughs> <laughs> like that word ghastly the clothing range which in one way is very cool because it uses the old classic logo which yeah. i'm not sure I mean, it's fashion and it's art, isn't it, in a way? So they can get away with it. The BBC's probably like, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, so I like that aspect of it, that it's it use, it's got like a retro feel to it with the old the old classic logo. But the actual design and style yeah, is not my um, cup of tea. 
No, it's not mine as well. Because there was a, a few friends was you know messaging last night saying, "Oh, there's an announcement at midnight tonight." I'm like, "Is there? Are you sure?" Anyway, it turned out to just be this uh, announcement for this fashion range by by Selfridges, and um, yeah, so there's a there's a sweatshirt and a cap and a t-shirt. And uh, to be honest with you, considering these are priced from 110 pounds upwards, yes. so 110 to 195 pounds for a t-shirt and hoodie. Uh, yeah. I mean, how much is that cap? That cap can't be over a hundred pounds, surely. I'm not sure. I think it's just the, yeah. I don't think the caps are hundred pounds. I think the the sweatshirt. So I think the t-shirt's probably a hundred quid. Ugh, I wouldn't pay that for a t-shirt. Yeah, and then the sweatshirts and the hoodie, they'll probably go up to sort of hundred and fifty, nearly two hundred pounds for those. I'm, I've never. I'm sorry. I'm not um, sort of up on my fashion designers, but whoever Fyodor Golin is. Uh, that that's the person they were in, that's designed these. So, were they in Lord of the Rings? It sounds like a Lord of the Rings, then, doesn't it? Frodo, Frodo Golan. <laughs> um, but no, I don't know them either. I, at a push, I would, I do like the multicolored Dalek T-shirt, but um, I'd pay about twenty quid max for that. Um, they've also done some replica jewelry for Jody as well. Is it the same? No. So this is Alex Monroe. Yeah. Uh, which is also part of... Um, oh, no, it's nothing to do with Selfridges, is it? Sorry. It's just been announced at the same time. So you can get, like, you know, the little earring thing that Jody wears, um, oh, that yeah. little chain ear- earring, and they've done, like, a necklace and a and a little stud for your ear as well. So, yeah, that's also been announced at midnight last night. And again, the prices, man, £135. Yeah. For that little, yeah. uh, what do they call it, ear cuff. That's it. I, I'm just picturing me and you wearing one of these at the next time we meet. I'd set one each, little uh, <laughs> little ear cuff on, getting into it yeah, at the next BFI event. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Who's money, getting glammed up for it. But yeah, no, I'm not uh, too bothered by those. Um, no. That that big midnight announcement. I have to be honest. Yeah, yeah, especially this time of Doctor Who with everything being new and popular and break, mm. you know, breaking the internet. Like the whole money. Exactly. Spend the money. Ah, anyways, I think it's time to land the old girl. <laughs> Do some news. <laughs> so a last, um, or a, a recent, shall I say, update on the uh, Hartnell plaque that the Appreciation Society is uh, still uh, in the midst of uh, sorting out. Uh, they're making like a final, this is meant to be done fairly soon, so they're making a final push uh, to raise the last sort of uh, batch of funds needed uh, to get this done at Ealing Studios. Uh, and over the past few months, they've been doing uh, mainly sort of eBay uh, auctions to sell off sort of limited edition artwork and posters and cards and all the rest of it. And they're doing another one now uh, on their eBay store. And it's um, uh, it's something called the Cosmic Mask, uh, issue one. And it's essentially um, loads of writers who have submitted fan fiction over the years. And this is something, it's, it's essentially a fan-made magazine, if you like. And it mm. will cost eight quid. So seven ninety nine, uh, but it runs um, fairly decent. It's got forty pages worth of fan fiction and stories. The covers are quite nice. I like the uh, the sort of minimal uh, monotone front, which is nice. 
and it's got a quite cool rear cover as well. It's all glossy, all looks quite good. And uh, these are going to be sent out from next week, I think. So we commence in the 15th of October. Uh, so you'll be able to pick up one of those. So if you're into your uh, fan fiction and um, uh, stories written for and about Doctor Who, then this could be up your street. You just need to head over to the um, the eBay store for the WDWAS. It will be on there. Plus, I think they've still got some other bits from the previous auctions as well that you can still pick up, which would mm. be good. They had some good bits on there last time I looked, actually, autographs and stuff, and yeah. Yeah, they've still got a bunch of stuff on there. They've got a, a nice, um, uh, some nice uh, sort of artwork still, cards, posters, etc. cetera, mm. uh, for you to pick up. And as we've said, um, since we started covering this, it's for a great, great cause, William Hartnell, to be honoured with his own plaque at Ealing Studios. And in relation to tickets for that, um, they have to be fairly careful. The communication that they've put out uh, essentially says that Ealing Studios is a working studio. Yeah. So they, they they can't have it invaded by, you know, tons of Who fans, you know, causing a ruckus. Mm. Not that we do that, but, you know. So the number of guests is going to be slightly smaller, it sounds like, than they had at the Pertwee uh, plaque. Um, but they said there's still plenty of opportunity for fans to attend. Um. And on the, um, if you're listening to this on Friday, the 12th, will it be the 12th on Friday? Yes. Yes. If you're listening to this on launch day, um, they're going to run a competition um, so that you can uh, try and bag some tickets as well. So look out on, just if you just do a search for Twitter or head over to the, the website, you'll see there. Um, and they're also sending some, putting some tickets up for auction as well. So if you don't win the competition, or if you don't manage to um, bag yourself some tickets normally, they're also putting some tickets up on the eBay store as well. So there's a few different opportunities to try and get some tickets to it. Mm. Um, but there you go. It looks like That's it's good. almost done. Yeah, I was going to say, it's rocking around, isn't it? Which is good. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay, uh, some uh, new series news. So the woman who fell to Earth had uh, overnight viewing figures have been released. Um, what did we guess last week? Because we were saying between six and seven, didn't we? Yes. million we thought would be good. We yeah. thought that would be decent in this day and age. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but So it, it exceeded our expectations, Gary. It got an overnight viewing figure of 8.2 million. Right. Which, uh, yes, which is very good. And mm. the BBC must be very pleased with that. Because um, obviously that's an overnight. They'll add on a load more when they've consolidated all the other information that they... Yeah consolidate well, i never understand how they do it but anyway it'll go up to a, a, probably another couple of million i think probably. anyway yeah. it's still a very very good overnight figure um it's actually a 40.1 percent of the total audience so it's a 40 percent ch- um chunk Ch- of the yeah, audience yeah. share that's what we're, we're watching this which is pretty amazing actually yeah. um so it's um i think it's the se- second highest is it um figure for a, for an opening episode i think only rose beat it with nine point something million um deep breath got an overnight of 6.8 for example 11th 11th hour had 7.7 million um and what other ones do we have journey's end in 2008 had an overnight figure of 9.4 so that's quite mammoth but yeah. 8.2 is a very strong opening Absolutely. figure uh, and as yeah. i said the bbc must be chuffed with that i know i'm very pleased to hear that because you know we 
we talk about ratings and we try and pretend that they don't matter. Um, and in, in in one sense, they don't. But in another sense, to the big wigs at the BBC, they do matter. Um, so it is really good news that they got, you know, got that. And I, I'm hearing a lot of new people tuned in as well. I'm, I've yeah. seen so many people comment on oh, my friend who's never watched Dot 2 before said it was really good. And my friend who hasn't watched it for ages said, oh, you know, it's back on track. And so just stuff like that is just really, really pleasing to hear. So, yeah, I'm, I'm chuffed with that, mate. You must be as well. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. Like um, like you said last week, we we said anything between sort of four to six million would be a strong a strong start, mm. and they just smashed it as well. So yeah, on Monday the BBC <clears throat> are going to release the actual figures for all the consolidated stuff, and that will include people that um, recorded the episode and then watched it later. Mm. So I would fall into that category. So um, and they, I would say that once they've got all of that stuff we're looking at a much higher figure. Yeah. Than, than, yeah. Uh, yeah. And what's interesting as well, that they also said that they measured the the audience um, figures as the episode went on as well. And what's interesting is that it started out as 8.2 million who started watching it, mm. but when it finished, it grew to 8.52. And so there was a, a huge chunk of people that, from the mm. sound of it, had missed the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um or they were scrolling through and started watching it as it's sort of halfway through. But in the final 15 minutes of it, that's when they had their peak highest number of live sort of viewers. Cool. Which is awesome. Um, yeah, and I think and they, they, they blew the, the ITV programs just out the water. So yeah. uh, over on ITV, uh, the X Factor um, crawled in with a measly <laughs> uh, 4.7 million. <laughs> And uh, remember that show we mentioned, Five Gold Rings, presented by Philip Schofield. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he just crossed the line just about with two point seven mil. So, oh dear, uh, I don't want to get too ahead of myself because <laughs> no, it, I know because it, it needs to sustain it, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the the opening uh, episode, especially with a new Doctor, is always going to be higher. Mm. Um, but hopefully, this trend will will continue if. Yeah, but I don't want to get too ahead of myself because in seven weeks' time it could be, you know, uh, we could be around sort of three, four million. So uh, at the moment we're we, we've started strong. We're out the gate, nice and strong. It is. I was going to say, yeah, it's bound to. It, it will drop, obviously, with the next episode. It always does. People yeah. always tune into first one. To see, um, I just hope it doesn't drop too much. That yeah. that would be good. And like you said, it's. Um, it's promising because obviously there was all this debate about, oh, yeah, they've moved it to a Sunday night. Oh, disaster, disaster. So it kind of, um, it seems that that has worked yes, uh, as yeah. well, doesn't it? So, yeah. So it'd be very interesting to see what the overnights are for for next week. Um, I try not to get too hung up on viewing figures, but I'll be honest with you, completely honest. They do matter to me as a fan. You know, I like to think it's, you know, there's a, a quite a big population of people watching it so i'm not going to lie I tr- they do matter to me as a fan so i'll be interested to see what we get next week yes no i completely agree it's one thing to to be a fan of the show and just sit back and enjoy and not really give a damn about what the rest of the world thinks about <laughs> yeah, no, yeah you know your your show as we call it uh but no it is quite important because if that if that starts if those figures start to dip too low too often that's when we get into you know, see you later, territory. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, yes. But there we go. That's news. Nothing else sort of knocking around the who sphere. 
<laughs> the Hooniverse, whatever you want to call it. Hooniverse. Uh, we do need to get our metal friend in, though. He has got a couple of little bits. So. He thought he'd got a day off today, didn't he? He did. He, thought, yes. he thought he'd got the day off. He was packing a little picnic ready to go out, and then we were like, <laughs> oh, actually, there is some merch just come in. <laughs> yeah, so get him in. Merch corner. Merch corner. Merch corner. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a bit rubbish. But it's pretty. It's very pretty. Big finish. Those guys. Big finish. Uh, they're bringing the goods with some more Tenth Doctor action. Yes. We've already had the first two volumes, which have done uh, pretty well from what we hear. A real mm-hmm. big finish. So why not do a third one? As long as you can get all the schedules sorted out, make the most of it, I say. Yeah. So the third, uh, the Tenth Doctor Adventures Volume 3. Uh, will be making their way to us in May of next year mm-hmm. uh, with Donna back again. Uh, but we've got a couple of really cool co-stars with this one. I know you'll be happy about one of them, as am I. Old mm. Wilf. Yes, one Wil- of my favourite characters. Wilf's in there. Yes. That's awesome. Bernard Cribbins, fantastic. That is yeah. so awesome. I'm, he hasn't he hasn't done any big finishes yet, has he? Uh, not that I'm aware of. No. I don't think so. No. No, so this is really, really cool. And we're also joined by, uh, what's her name? <laughs> the mum, Cat, yeah. uh, Donna's mum. Yeah, what's her, what's the actor's no name? I've forgotten her name. Uh, Jacqueline King is the actress, Sylvia Noble. Sylvia Noble, yeah, Jacqueline King, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is, obviously, it sounds like a real sort of noble family affair, mm-hmm. this one, mm-hmm. which is no bad thing because in series... Um, was it series four, series three with Donna? Series four. Series four. A lot of those stories were very, very good. Yes. Yeah, so she's one of my. Well, she yeah. is my one of my favourite companions uh, since the show returned. And I and, and Wilf is absolutely one of my favourite um, characters, uh, probably of all of Doctor. I, I absolutely love Wilf. Um, I'm chuffed about this, mate. I think it was you I was talking to recently about volume two of this, wasn't it? About Rose. We were saying that if they did some more. Um, we would like it to be Catherine because yeah. Tennant and Catherine bounce off each other so well. Yeah. Was, yeah, it was you were talking to, wasn't it? So I'm very chuffed about this and adding Wilf into that mix as well. I, I'm uh, I'm really chuffed about this. Really chuffed. I'll definitely be ordering it. Very um, cool. You, yeah. yeah, you can get it as they're going to do it as so they're going to do it as three standalone releases on CD for 10.99 each, or they're going to do what they did with the other two volumes as well. That nice limited edition, um, which is going to be. 5,000 copies um, on CD in their deluxe booklet style yeah. or book box, whatever you want to call it, packaging. So I know which one I'll be getting. Um, <laughs> you've got the other two in the limited, haven't you? Yes, I have, yeah. 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 So I assume you'll be getting this in the limited. Indeedy. Yep. Yes. The old, what's it called? The completest thing has <laughs> to be adhered to. Yeah. Uh, and well, this, got... will, this will be five discs for the, co- the collector's edition or limited edition, sorry. Cool. It's got the Jadoon on the front as well, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yes, and there's also, uh, I'm not sure, because with the 10th Doctor sets, they do this slightly different format where it's only three stories in the set instead of four, mm. which is no bad thing. Um, but the the first story is called No Place, and that's uh, written by James Goss. Uh, the second one is called One Mile Down, written by Jenny Colgan. And the third one is called The Creeping Death by Ooh. Roy Gill. And I'm not going to go through the blurb for all of them. You can check it out on the 
a big Finnish website, but um, I quite like the three-story format from the other I two do, volumes. Yeah. yeah, I do, yeah. Yes, it kind of leaves a, it's like a sweetness in your mouth afterwards. It's like, oh, that was good. I want more of that. You don't feel, oh, that was a slog. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So big finish. On its way, more 10th Doctor stuff, May next year. May next year. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that, actually. Okay, and uh, here we go. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie <laughs> world. <laughs> Where's this come from? Uh, so the, the 13th Doctor is coming out as a limited edition Barbie doll, <laughs> um, which basically it looks a bit, because we, we had that adventure doll recently, Come That's out right. from character, which was around twenty pound, and I, I, I actually got that. Was really pleased with it. I actually love it. Um, but this is basically, well, it's just Barbie, but in the in the Thirteenth Doctor's outfit. Um, yeah. So yeah, which is it's a nice little product for you know for Barbie collectors. I should imagine they'll love it. Um, it's limited. I don't know how to how many. Um, and as far as I'm aware, as we record, it's already gone out of stock. Um, yeah yeah which is surprising really because i mean i've I've never bought a barbie doll so i didn't realize they were so expensive i don't know if this is how much they usually are or if this is just because it's a limited edition but it was 54.99 crikey which seems an awful lot but um anyway it's coming out on the first of december i don't know if forbidden planet are going to get more stock of it if you want it but um yeah there it is Uh, i mean i think you can get it from the Barbie website, but apparently that's from the US, so I think you have to pay shipping. So at the minute, I think is only ForbiddenPlanet.com right. where yep. you can get it in the UK. But uh, yeah, I saw a few people getting quite excited about this, um, you know, uh, wanting to get it before it's sold out. So it seems like it's a collector's thing. Uh, one thing I will say, though, mate, they've smashed it with the Sonic because <laughs> um, you probably can't see from this picture, but there was one on Twitter of the little Sonic accessory for it. Um, the one that come with the adventure doll was a real letdown. Right. <laughs> it was just a, yeah. a silver piece of plastic. I mean, you, you might as well have put a, um, a screw in a hand. It could have been anything. Uh, this one, they've done a really good job. They put like this sort of little um, sort of elucent piece of plastic through it. And it just looks so nice. It, you know, so they've done a good job with the Sonic. I will give them, give them that. Um, but yeah, it might come back into stock if you want it just put your email address into forbiddenplanet.com and they'll let you know if they get any more. Yeah, I imagine this is something that would have been in stock at Toys R Us, maybe. If those well, that's the sort of... Still... Yeah, yeah, that's... Yeah, exactly. You can imagine that on the shelves, can't you? I mean, I, I kind of like the fact that it's a little unusual limited edition type thing. You know, I, I kind of like it, although I'm not, you know, the price put me off immediately. But if it had been around the 20 quid, I might have got it as a little obscure little... Yeah. purchase if yeah. you like um so I quite like it for that um just while i remember as well mate while i was in forbidden planet on at the weekend for my friend's birthday um i asked him about the 13th dr pop uh, i spoke to there's a there's a sort of uh i don't think he's a manager but he's the sort of guy that's in he's always putting stuff out on the shelf he seems <laughs> to be of, of some sort of authority so i thought he's right. the he always looks a bit miserable as well i thought he's the guy to talk to <laughs> um so i said to him because a couple of people, two people that I know in real life <laughs> have managed to get it. I saw saw them post, one of my friends posted it on his Facebook that he'd got one and it got the FP sticker on it. And I was like, oh, have FP got them in? I'm going to be in the shop tomorrow. I'll have a look. And then um, uh, the kid 
um, of one of his friends had got one as well. I don't know if the same person bought two. Anyway, so I saw a couple of people had got them and they'd clearly got them from FP. I thought, right, I'm in there tomorrow. I'll ask the guy. Didn't have any on the shelf, obviously. And I said, have you got any of those 13th Doctor Funko Pops in yet? And he went, no, ch- no chance. I went, oh, oh, have they all gone? Have they? He went, we only got sent 10. He said, no and they, they barely made it onto the shelf. He said, and we won't be getting any more. Oh, no. <laughs> and he actually said that because I right. said he's, he's not the cheeriest of people, <laughs> to be honest. I've, you know, he's always in there. <laughs> um, he's helpful, but he's just not that cheery. Um, yeah, he actually said that. He said, yeah, we won't be getting any more. I went, oh, right. Okay. So there's no point checking a lot. He just, just kind of, you know, basically shooed me away to say, no, don't even think about it. And I was a little bit disheartened by that. I hope he's wrong. Because uh, um, I know that FP have just added the Clara Tribute TARDIS Funko and the Missy Funko, yes, which have yeah. gone up on their website. And, and at one point they said they weren't going to get those. So I hope they're wrong. I hope they do get some more. Uh, and I'll let you know if I hear anything. But yeah, I was a little bit disheartened by that, I must admit. Because I, I thought they'd started to come, you know, seeing people get them. I thought, ah, maybe they're finding their way over here at last. But doesn't look like it, mate. So if any of our listeners hear anything, do let us know. Because me and Gary are desperate to get our hands on that Indeed. Funko Pop. Yeah, we want that, don't we? Indeed, yeah. Yeah. Do let us know. I imagine, I hope it's not going to be an eBay, a flea oh, bay job. I, I looked on eBay. There was two on there last night, and I think one of them was around the £100 mark, oh. and it still had like four days to go, and I was just like, it, it infuriates me. I, <laughs> I, 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 I shouldn't go on there because it just makes me so cross. Yeah. Oh, dear. Right. News and match is done. Mm. It's time. It's about time. It is about time. That is, I've got to be honest. That has kind of done my head in that. Because... They use that for the McGann movie, and it's kind of been overused. Sorry, I just need to get that off my chest. Every time that come up, it's about time. I was like, oh, it's too cheesy, and it's been used too much. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. It is about, about time. <laughs> Adam, what are we going to review this week? So, yes, it's the opener of Series 11. We've got a new Doctor. It is the woman who fell to Earth. So today... I want to talk about the greatest woman I ever met. Smart, funny, caring, special, proper special. Where do I start? So it begins. Who are you? I'm the doctor. I'm just a traveler. Sometimes I see things need fixing. Do what I can. And you say you just found it here? No, I said it appeared out of nowhere. Any talk of weird stuff or strange creatures out there? What is it? I've no idea. Let's be really clear. Leave now or we're gonna stop you. Let's be clear. Hmm. Oh, Geordie. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to feel strange saying this stuff for the first time. Mm-hmm. So, The Woman Who Fell to Earth. It was broadcast on the 7th of October in 2018. It was just over an hour long. It was written by Chris Chibnall, directed by Jamie Childs, and it stars Mandip Gill as Yasmin, Tosin Cole as Ryan, Bradley Walsh as Graham, and Jodie Whittaker as the 13th Doctor. Mm. 
And the storyline is thus. The, uh, in Sheffield, an alien uh, thing invades a train and um, is looking for something on the train, uh, which we don't know of until later. And it also zaps our TARDIS team with DNA bombs. At the same time, uh, a big pod thing has been found by Ryan, which is later collected by uh, somebody who, whose sister was abducted many moons ago, and he knows clearly what's going on. Uh, the Doctor is, has fallen from the TARDIS and has crashed through the train that the thing was uh, scanning. Uh, they all kind of immediately team up. They go after, they go looking for the thing, but they also find the uh, alien that was in the big pod thing. And it turns out that the alien in the pod, Mr. Teeth, uh, was in cahoots with the tentacly thing. It turns out it's a bit of a predator situation where a random human has been selected uh, to be hunted down and captured as a trophy. And the alien, uh, Tim Shaw, who has been sent down, has got to do it by his own steam and no help, but it turns out he's sent the tentacle thing down to help him. He's a bit of a cheat. Um, and so they, uh, it's, it's, it's their, that new TARDIS team's job to, to put a stop to all that stuff. And at the same time, the Doctor's finding out sort of, you know, she's still going through that post-regeneration, so she's figuring out who she is, what she's meant to be doing, and all that jazz. Or who they are, should I say. And all that jazz. And uh, it culminates with um, Mr. Toothhead um, being <laughs> being banished back to wherever he came from. And our TARDIS team go off, unbeknownst to them, quite surprisingly, <laughs> on their mm. next adventure. Mm. Uh so that's roughly it. Um, dude, what did you think to episode one? Hit me. I really liked it. You liked it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to do a Simon Cowell and be like, I didn't like it. I loved it. No, I, I really enjoyed it. Okay. Cool. Um, I, I got into it very quickly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I found myself, because I was slightly apprehensive, you know, I'm not a massive fan of, Chibnall's writing in Torchwood and the episodes he did for Doctor Who, they're all a bit hollow and 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 particularly Cyberwoman was dreadful. And so I was a little bit apprehensive, I've got to be honest. Um I kind of I kind of hoped slash knew that I'd like Jodie. I'd I'd just warmed to her already, but it was Chibnall's writing I was a bit worried about. Um but within about ten minutes I was kind of totally relaxed. So all that hype and build up and energy of oh my god, here it is, is it's oh, this is it, here we go. It kind of d- diminished and I was into the story because it started off so down to earth, literally, didn't it? With yes. um, Ryan trying to ride his bike and, and you know, and Graham helping him. And straight away, you've just got a lovely everyday scenario that just brought me into the story. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, yeah, I just from that moment on, I was just relaxed. Um, I did think it took a long time for the doctor to go to go come on screen. I kept thinking, gosh, she's ten minutes in. She's where is she? <laughs> like I knew she any minute now she's gonna come crashing down to earth, which she did. Um but yeah, overall, mate, um a couple of little issues. I don't think it was perfect by any means, but I found it very enjoyable and and I thought it was a really good start to the series. Um but I'll get yeah, a couple of little nitpicks. Mm-hmm 
couple of little nitpicks, not perfect by any means, but okay. but um, but I but I really liked it, and I and even on the second watch, I was just thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, so it for me, it's back on right the right track. I thought it was very, very good as a series opener. Yeah, what about you, Julio? Yeah, so I, <laughs> I also very 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 much liked it. I thought that in terms of sitting down to watch a TV program, it had everything that it is needed to sort of pull you in and just have 60 minutes breeze past and think, where the hell did that go? Mm. Uh, I would say that the storyline was its weakest part. Yep. I think the story is... It's one of those... uh, it's one of those stories where that's that's kind of forgivable in a way because I think the the purpose of this story wasn't to blow you away with, with you know the, the the story of the decade. I think the purpose of the story was to absolutely just establish all of your characters ready for the series. So I think from series 2, sorry, from episode 2 onwards I think from from next week we're going to get all of the really really good stories start yeah. kicking in. I think this one was a vehicle just to not just the doctor but our companions as well. I think it was a vehicle to really establish those guys and and get rocking. So mm-hmm. kind of forgive the the storyline and the alien in a way. It wasn't terrible by any means, but you can kind of forgive that not being as strong as some you know, a lot of other stories from who, mm-hmm. but it was bloody entertaining. I'll, I'll give him that. It was mm. a really, really great sort of hours worth of TV. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, in one way it's difficult to fault. I mean, it, just, it, it looks beautiful. I mean, the best oh, looking did. doctor who we've had ever. Yeah. Um, it looks just, this could have, this could have, if the storyline was stronger, this could have absolutely been a, definitely been a film, a, mm. a feature film. If, it was up to yeah. the sort of Netflix standards. You know what I mean? When you watch yeah. these glossily produced um, American shows on Netflix, and then you know they're, they're up to a certain, like you said, almost cinema standard. Yeah. It reminded me of that. It was production values were excellent. Yeah. Do you know what, mate? Across the board, so mm. not just like how it visually looked, but the CG, the effects, the visual effects, everything mm. across the board. Mm. Was just it was it was like looking at you know like one of it, it's almost like a a group of the best cinematographers and editors you know sat in a room and they were like this has got to be the best thing we've ever done mm. and you can clearly see as well that the BBC have thrown a ton more money at yeah it, you can yeah, you? definitely gosh yeah <laughs> which I think was needed in Get a way thinking that yeah. yeah I think was needed in a way because some of the some of the uh, both the visual effects and the CG stuff in Capaldi's era, we, you know, we mentioned quite a few times. It just looked pretty oh, bad. It was you know. ropey at times. Yeah. yeah. So you can tell that they didn't have a huge budget, and a lot of it went on other stuff, not necessarily the the visuals. But yeah, but you, you can kind of forgive the story. I think I agree with you because we don't, you know regeneration stories are a funny beast, aren't they? Because yeah. they've got certain boxes they've got to tick, you know, and in terms of like the, the first story in a new series, I think it's always got to get these things out of the way. So they're always strange, aren't they? Like you said, and I was quite, 
pleased stroke relieved how well this did what it needed to do if you know what i mean like it introduced us to all the characters pretty quickly and i really warmed to all of them yeah yeah. And that's quite unusual because we've got a lot of characters in this. You know, we've got a big TARDIS team now. And I was expecting there to be at least one that uh, well, I'm not too too sure of them yet. or I'm not too bothered about them yet. But I really liked all of them straight away. Like all their characters just seem, you know, I know we're going to get to know them a lot more over the next few episodes. But I immediately liked all of the characters, which was, you know, because of the way they were written. Um, and yeah, so you've got to get the new Doctor introduced. You've got to get your new characters introduced. So I guess the sort of storyline does take a slight backseat. So it was a bit thin, the actual alien <laughs> threat and all that. But it was enough for me. It didn't bother me at all. I, it was enough. I was quite happy with all the other stuff going on. You know, I wasn't too bothered that the storyline was a bit weak. It, the only reason it slightly worries me is because in Chibnall's other Doctor Who stories, they've been that week anyway yeah yeah so i'm hoping because i can excuse it for this episode because it's got a lot to do and i think to be honest i think it got the balance about right for me personally i wasn't i, th- I thought it all worked quite well i wasn't too bothered that the story was a bit right you know a bit thin on the ground um so for me he got the balance right i just hope that because he's written the second episode doesn't he yes i believe yeah, um is. so but- i just hope we get a, a strong story from him because I was, you know, as I was talking to people afterwards, one thing we agreed on is that Chris Chimnall's very good at writing characters, I think. But when it comes to actual storylines, I'm not sure that's his strongest right, field. Right. So yeah. that's 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 my only sort of slight worry with him as a showrunner. But for me, the balance was really good in this, in terms of introducing characters, introducing our our new Doctor, and you know, and having an alien threat in the middle of all of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought it all gelled very nicely. Yeah, no, I agree. And what did you think to... So, you know, when we had the 11th hour mm. and we had a new showrunner, a new person, a new actor for the Doctor and new companions yeah. and so on. To me, the, the, the new shininess of this new era, it does feel like a lot, be, a lot more of a, a jump than it did when Matt Smith and the Moth took over. I don't know about you. Another step up. Yeah. So when, with the 11th hour, you, you immediately, obviously you thought, you know, the new theme, new title intro, new actors, the same situation as this, everything's different. But for me, this felt like even more of a, a newer direction to take the show in. Um, because the, I don't know how to describe it in, without taking an hour to do it, but hmm. with with the 11th hour and how the Doctor meets Amy Pond and and how those events sort of play out. It still yeah. it it felt like it's it didn't feel a million miles away from the RTD era in terms of having that sort of quirkiness mm-hmm. to it and that sort of out there playful I think that it's down to the doctor more than anything. Whereas this one I got the feeling that it was well no I do feel like it it felt a lot more real world feel to it. Yeah, definitely. Do you know, it's, it's, so when we saw the companions, like you said, really, when when we see uh, Ryan up on up on the, um, the the countryside, the hillside, um, learning to ride his bike and stuff, and then we see um, Yasmin as a police officer dealing with a dispute in the street and so on, they they felt like almost like sort of documentary style, like mockumentary style um, events. If you know what I mean, it's, it felt mm. like 
you know, this could actually be taking place somewhere in Sheffield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like the characters are so rounded already. They they do feel like real people. Yes. Um. Because yeah. of course, you know, inevitably, when I was chatting to fans afterwards on on social media, people were saying, "Oh, you know, compare their characters to like Clara or Amy. Like Amy was a stripper, grand police officer. You know, uh, Yasmin is a real police officer. There's the different. You know, they're yeah. They they feel much more grounded. Grounded. Um, yes. And and much more relatable. And it, and that obviously takes us back to the RTD hero, who was um very good at writing characters as we've said a million times but it is for me it feels like um it feels like he sort of took elements from rtd and moffat and this is sort of in the middle so far for me it's sort of taken all the good elements and it's taken us back to realistic characters that we can relate to and it's taken the sort of production values of the moffat era and ramped them up on another level and yeah it just seems like this so far in this first episode they've got all the good elements yeah, and you know all the bits that worked, and they've sort of, but also they've added Chibnall's own sort of take to it. You know, like his storytelling is very different, I think, to RTD or Moffat. Yeah, in the way he tells it, because if you look at sort of Broadchurch and things like that, you know, he he sort of sets things out on a table almost like, you know, his, his sort of storylines, he sort of sets the little plot points out. And so his storytelling is a bit different and that gives it a different feel as well. So the only thing I worry about mate, is I remember with the 11th hour, just cause like you said at the time, it, it immediately felt like a, a step up in production values. Like it just, the way it looked and everything and 11th hour, I think is a great episode. And I remember thinking at the time, I've got the same feeling as I feel now. And it slightly worries me because I remember thinking, ah, we're on to this is, you know, it's going to be the golden age of Doctor Who. Stephen Moffat's an amazing writer. You know, the production values have gone up. Matt's, I loved him from the word go as the Doctor. So, and, and then the following episode, we got the beast below and everything took a bit of a dive and also the ratings took a dive as well because yeah, i think yeah. someone's going to tell me off of that i'm probably wrong but maybe they gradually declined but there was definitely a dip between the 11th hour and and the beast below in terms of viewers production story and i just hope i don't want the same to happen with this because i've got that same vibe of yeah. oh everyone's talking about the viewing figures being amazing and you know they love the first episode we need we need the writing to be consistent. I, you know, next week needs to have a step up and carry on with all these good bits. Indeed, Cause, yeah. Because you yeah. know the the the, the ratings the eleventh hour. If I remember right, the online, what was it? The the sort of the iPlayer views were through the roof. Mm-hmm. Like the BBC were thrilled with the eleventh hour and everything was looking great, just like it is now. And then we all know, you know, what <laughs> happened after. Sort yeah. of, you know, was so. I just, I don't know. I just got this. Oh, just don't want that to happen again. I really want this series to to carry on because I loved this first episode so much, just like I did with the eleventh hour. And I've just, yeah, I just want it to. I don't want it to drop off next week like the beast below did. That's all. That's what I'm trying to say. And there's no reason to think it will. It's just that thing as a fan of. Oh, I don't want to see history repeating itself. You know, let's have a good series with good stories, and you know. And I'm really intrigued to get to know our new team as well. I, I, you know, I, I, I like them all already. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think it's unreasonable to say that. It's just because we've been down... It, I know what you mean. We've been down this road before. Yeah, it does feel like that a to me. A little bit, yeah. yeah. But I think we have to just... We, I think we can af- we can give Chibbers the benefit of the doubt so far. We can afford mm. him mm. any of that um, sort of negativity. We can let that sit in its own little bag over there for now. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? It mm-hmm, feels yeah. like, the, because they've got off to such a great start with it, 
Mm. I'm not talking about the viewing figures. I'm literally talking about our new cast. Yeah. And the look and feel and how it, you know, the vibe and stuff, because it's off to such a great start. I think we at least give, you know, give them another couple of episodes to see how it transpires. But that that's why next week is so <laughs> important to me. I think next week's episode is is equally as important as this, really. Absolutely. Yeah. In terms yeah. of in terms of getting things right, you know, yes, we've got off to a great start, but you, we've got to carry on that momentum. Yes, you know? no momentum. Absolutely, it's got mm. to be a case of. I think what Chibbers is after, and probably the BBC as well, is they want everybody to clear the schedules on a Sunday mm. and be ready to sit down and watch Doctor Who. That that's what they want because the stories have been so brilliant. Mm. It's a bit like Game of Thrones. When Game of Thrones is on, that's all you ever hear about yeah. on social media and when you're just out and about and talking to people. It's like, did you watch Game of Thrones? Hmm. You know, and when um, uh, some people that I work with, you know, they will, they abs- without fail, you know, even in my situation, if there are better halves of like, I've arranged to do this, they're like, you <laughs> must be mad. You know, yeah. they will absolutely make sure that they're watching Game of Thrones because it's such a massive event almost. Mm. So I event get... Event TV. Yeah. yeah. So I, it has to be like that to a degree. Um, it's it, got to have a core. It's got to keep that core audience, isn't it? It's yes. got to be... Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be of like, like you said, not catch up TV. It's got to be, no, I need to be there to see it Absolutely. when it goes out because yeah. I don't want to miss it. Yeah. So those big popular things like Game of Thrones, Stranger Things, you know, those mm-hmm. big shows that people just, like with Stranger Things, you know, everybody just binge watched the crap out of it <laughs> yeah. when they released it and that's all everyone talked about. Hopefully, we'll still be in that point maybe in sort of five weeks' time with Doctor Who. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, they did... Something different as well with this one. So at the end of, because what they used they used to do mm. is you get your next time and then that'd be it. But they did this really cool sort of meet everyone who's going to be in all the next episodes for the rest of the series. It was almost like a little... I found that a bit weird, actually. <laughs> I, I really like that. I, 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 did, I did the second time, but when, it, when I was sat there the first time, I think it said coming soon. I was like, oh, here we go. And then it was just like a, a sort of... Uh, a list, yeah, of all the guest stars. And I'm, I'll admit, I didn't know half of them. I was actually sat there going, well, who's that? Who's that then? And then, then you know, like, you, there'd be one I did know, like um, uh, Lee Mack. I was going to say, <laughs> you must have Lee known Mack's Lee Mack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what's his name? Is it Alan Cummings? Yeah. So there were a few that I knew. And I was like, oh, there was the guy from, it took me ages to work out where he's from. I was like, oh, he's the guy from Sex in the City. Yes, that's where I know him. Uh, so there were a few, but most of them, I was just scratching my head like, well, who's that? <laughs> but it, I found it odd. I thought that was a really odd thing to do. Um, but yeah, second time I watched it, I was like, I kind of liked it because I was just like, okay. <laughs> it's it's just, again, it's just Chibbers keeping everything close to his chest, isn't it? It um, is, yeah. That's one thing that really worked for me in this story as well, mate. You not, know, not we've, talk, we've talked a lot about it mm-hmm. in the in the lead up to this, and for me, it really paid off. It really paid off. Yeah. It, everything that was coming on screen was fresh and new. I didn't know, you know, in terms of all the characters as well, the way that they related to each other, the way they came together, the alien cracking out the egg. We haven't seen any pictures of that blimmin' thing, that whatever he was, Mister T Face. You know, Tim Shaw, we haven't seen any photos of that. It was all, for, you know, when he took the mask off, you didn't know what was coming. For me, I'm so glad Chib has managed to just about keep everything under wraps. I know there's a few people out there that leak stuff. Apparently this episode leaked 
uh, two hours before as well. I don't know if you heard about that. Yeah, online. Yeah, which just infuriates me. And I and I did a couple of months ago get into a bit of a Twitter spat with some fans that was they didn't like the fact that I said that. You know, I think it's a good thing. You know, I don't like all these leaks. You know, if you want to watch the leaks, fine, but. You know, it, was, it sort of all kicked off, didn't it, at one point? And people were saying, mm-hmm. yeah, but they're being too secretive. You know, we deserve some information. I was like, no, you don't. it's not a case of deserve. You know, he, he's keeping it under wraps for your own benefit, and it will pay off. And it, for me, it really did. You know, I just love the fact that everything unfolding on that screen was fresh to my eyes. I didn't know what was coming around the corner. I didn't know that John Sim was about to rip his mask off and reveal he was the master of, you know, just everything was fresh. Um, so I'm, I've got to give the chippers thumbs up for that. Absolutely. And I've got to yeah. give two fingers up to the leakers as well. Cause that's <laughs> really, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, no, I completely agree. I love that about it. As yeah. I was watching it, it was, it, you, you're just consuming it as a, a true fan. You're not consuming it as somebody that's done research into the whole thing before or somebody that's, um, you know, after things to go and leak them and stuff like that you're just yeah. you know in the mix of every other who fan you're experiencing it fresh and new the whole time and it does it did pay off absolutely because mm. I, I remember when uh, the moth um didn't put any any stoppers on anybody uh, sorry any other department in the bbc putting out set photos and costume photos and all that stuff throughout the capaldi yeah. era so throughout every episode you always knew didn't you what was coming you knew that that particular monster that we've seen 50 set photos of last week was about to to pop up. So it was awesome. Really, I, I'm not sure how how long they can keep that going. It feels like they will to mm. a degree, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, it's, it's what we came back to earlier. You know, they need to keep that consistency, that momentum yeah. going week to week. So um, if they can do that, and it feels like just just you know smack in the face with all this new stuff every week then that will be awesome it really will it, be yeah. it will be i mean even things like the the for one of a better word the egg or whatever that what do you want to call that <laughs> thing the, the warm-up whip spaceship that landed in the forest <laughs> you know i mean i don't know about you mate but i was like what's in there what is it you know and then the guy hatches out of it but even that was a slow reveal because you had just a crack first and stuff like that you know you just we didn't know did we yeah. Like, you know, there was no sort of thinking, oh, well, I, I know what will be in there because I've seen a picture of the monster. It'll be the monster in there. You know, there's none of that. It was just kind of like, well, what's in there? Yeah. And it's, it, it makes it so much more enjoyable because your mind's engaged in the program. You know, you're, you're, you're sort of on the edge of your seat waiting yeah. to see what's around the corner, you know, rather than thinking, oh, I know what's around the camera now. You know what I mean? It's, it's definitely for the better. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd like to talk about a couple of things before we get into the finer points of the story and the characters, because we I will forget if I don't mention them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first thing is the music. Yeah. So the new um, the new score, the new music by, um, we always get this guy's name wrong, uh, Segan Akinola. I think that's I th- right. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Uh, I think I've just fallen in love again, mate, with the music from Doctor Who. Oh, me too. It, it, me too. Yeah, it, really, because when you hear Rose's theme from Rose, that's just, just so beautiful and you know some of the music throughout the art the early rtd era um uh, eccleston stuff and a lot of david tennant's era it's mm. just so lovely you know, i could listen to that music all day it's really good yes um yeah. but with this new stuff i i got that feeling all over again that mm. that feeling of oh this sounds just brilliant and there's i, I like that they've alluded to 
the the music had a a really cool mix where it alluded to some of the classic stuff mm. in certain points. I mean, obviously when uh, the Doctor falls through the train, roof, we got a bit it, of the theme. We got a little nugget, didn't we, of the theme mm. that sounded really classic style. Oh, it did, yeah. But then in some of the other parts of the the episode where the Doctor's on the couch and she's sort of having a rest because she's knackered and you see the regeneration stuff coming mm. out of her face and her hands and so on. And then the the guys in the workshop just sitting there staring at the walnut whip. Mm. And, you know, that that it, it's, it had a real modern, um, uh, a real modern feel to it. It does feel like you were saying earlier, like this real glossy looking Netflix high production yeah. thing where they've gone all out with everything and it feels like that. And then... There's a lovely, I don't know if it ends up, if it's going to end up being the Doctor's theme, but there's this really lovely sort of violin uh, segment oh, and stuff. I know. know exactly the bit you mean. Beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. at the end of it, I just thought, if the, B, if the BBC go down this road again of not giving us the flipping soundtrack for a year, <laughs> there's yeah. going to be trouble because I, yeah. I need it. I, it's just, I tell you, I just fell in love with it all over again. I absolutely concur, mate. I love the music and... Um, I, this really, you know, I really noticed it from the word go and I was listening to it, especially on the second watch. And it's beautiful. It's got a totally different feel to Murray, which is exactly what we needed. And as much as I love Murray's music, we've got this fresh new start. So it needed a new yeah. composer. It just gives it a whole different feel. It's much more sparse than Murray's music, isn't it? It's much more, uh, it's less intrusive. It's less orchestral. It's more about atmospherics and yes. fear, yeah. you know, the feeling of the music. It's, it's just fitted the episode perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you want to get onto it now or not, but obviously we didn't get a, um, opening credits with a new theme, which is very unusual. Um, but for me, it kind of worked yeah, actually. Cool it way, just kept the flow, yeah. but we got the end theme mm. obviously. So we got to hear the new theme yeah. and we got some, we got a taste <laughs> of what might be, you know, part of the intro, which was these sort of Pertwee-esque graphics almost yes. like, yes. um, but the new theme, mate, do you like it? Oh, I loved oh, it. I'm glad you say that. Yeah, I just awesome. was like, this <laughs> is how you update the theme. Because I, I couldn't stand the last theme with Capaldi. I really couldn't. I, I said it over and over again. It That screechy violin, it yeah. never worked for me no, at no. all. Uh, you know, we've always liked the the Tenants theme, really, when they just they just slightly added a few more bits, didn't they, in Tenants' era yeah. To, yeah. to the sort of Chris Eccleston scene. They just sort of added a few more bits. That's, for me, the best theme. Uh, but this one, I think, will overtake that now. Um, obviously, I need to see it next week with the new credits and see how it sounds and works, but... My first impressions of that new theme is gorgeous. It's got all the old elements mixed in mm-hmm. uh, from the original tapes, I believe. The, you know, the, the composer went back and got the original tapes, and he's done his own thing to it. And again, it's sort of he's kept it quite sort of sparse, hasn't he? He's got the original elements just added in his own little bits, and it just sounded beautiful. Yeah, and it's got that yeah. creepiness coming back, like that chill down the spine of the mm-hmm. slightly out of key. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, yeah, I just was like, this is how it should be. 
you know Indeed. Um, yeah. so yeah i i can't praise it enough and i like you mate i loved the instrumental music in this episode i really did i kept thinking all the way through i can't wait to get this like <laughs> you know, we don't even know if we're going to get a soundtrack we haven't even got series 10 but i was like i can't wait for this to be released surely there's got to be a soundtrack so surely uh, yeah they'll be missing the trick if they don't and i think you know we know the bbc will rinse every penny they can out of this show so <laughs> i'm sure there will be but um yeah i look forward to that mate because yeah. That little violiny bit you said, even just you mentioning that, I was like, oh, yeah, beautiful stuff. It really it, is, yeah. Yeah, really good, yeah. Yeah, so um, Segan's done just, he's just off the bat, you just know it, it's going to be just brilliant stuff all the way through this I series. think, yes, yeah. so I think we're in very safe hands with him as yeah. composer, yeah. And what I love is the theme, which I'm hoping we're going to get that in the the opening intro from now on, you oh, know, the great. outro that we got, the, yeah. the end credits. It just feels like something from like the 60s or the 70s Doctor Who it's got that real classic vibe to it presumably because he had all the original radiophonic tapes that he could use and yeah but he's put his own like like you said he's put his own little flavor over it so like that mm-hmm. percussiony bit over the top which it sounds a little bit quirky it doesn't have every hit on it, it from it, I don't want to get too techy musically but it doesn't you know it doesn't hit the quarter note every time and there's one bit where it's missed off. And I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, because you know? at first it sounds odd, doesn't it? But you listen to it again and again, oh, this is beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. yeah, it's got that oddness about it and everything. Yeah. Thumbs up. Big thumbs up, music. yeah. yeah. Uh, the second thing was the... What was I going to say? So the first thing was the music. The second thing was the... Um, yeah, so I think it was just the the cinematography and so on right yeah and the editing and how it looked and felt and so on um i know directed well um yeah yeah i think so i I thought direction was very nice yeah yeah jamie childs i'm not aware of he did her reveal thing yes (laughs) i'm not aware of anything else he's done no in terms of direction um let's have a quick look there's one clunky bit, but it kind of, it's, it works. I, I I absolutely love it, but it is a strange cut, if you like. Is it, you know when the Doctor does her final "I am the Doctor" reveal, and then yeah. there's just this bit that shoots um, cuts to a crane shot going up towards her, and it looks great, but it's also a very sort of clunky. Oh, I see. Right. I don't yeah. know. I kind of love it, but it, it's it's one of those sort of edits that shouldn't really work, but it does. Do you know what I mean? I was thinking that's unusual because it almost feels like they did that long crane shot and thought, no, nah, that's too long. We'll just cut to the very last bit of that shot. Right. If you know right. what I mean. But yeah, yeah. No, but, yeah. but overall I thought direction was really good in it. Yeah. So Jamie Childs, uh, I think is most well known from what I can read just very briefly is Poldark. Oh, right. Directed, oh, well, I don't, uh, yeah. A bunch of stuff for that. Uh, and also Stanley's Lucky Man. Really? Yeah, okay. A couple of episodes for that. And uh, on IMDb, it says that um, he's directed four episodes of Series 11 for Doctor Who. Okay, that's uh, cool. So the the opener and then episodes 7, 9, and 10. Oh, he's done. So 10's the last one, right? Yeah. Ooh, okay. Ooh, yeah. Done the first and last. Okay, yeah, interesting. So- Overall, though, direction-wise, I thought it was um, really well done. Um, yeah. Edited nicely. It felt like they had that really good mix of when things were emotional or um, exposition, we got that sort of slightly slower feel to it mm. where we needed more conversation happening rather than running down corridors and 
you know, and that sort of thing. But then when there was action going on, it moved a little bit quicker. So it got your heart rate up a little bit and yeah. Did did you think the pacing was good, mate? A few people I've spoken to said they thought the pacing had a few issues at time. It was, it was a bit slow. Um, I think maybe I felt that slightly on the first watch, but that's because I was so d- sort of desperate to sort of for more. Do you know what I mean? I think it was yeah. more my impatience and the pacing. I just kept thinking, oh, come on, where's the doctor? And oh, what's <laughs> what's what's in that capsule? Because the second time I watched it, I didn't find the pacing a problem at all because I just kind of enjoyed the story. But what did you see? Did did any bits feel a bit slow or anything to you? Or It did, but only for the same reason. Yeah, it's just that anticipation. You just want to get through. You know, you want the, more. Yeah, you want to get through mm. all the because yeah, in your mind you're probably thinking, you know, I just want to get through all of this rubbish so I can <laughs> get the doctor on the screen. But yeah, you know, in reality, it's not rubbish at all. It's just and on a, the repeat viewing, I, I feel like the pacing is pretty much bang on because you need you absolutely need to slow it down in order to get those nice dialogues and conversations happening with the mm. other cast members because otherwise if you just breeze through those bits you end up sort of not relating to them and having a connection as much because they, they may as well just be extras if you exactly you know if you're going to breeze past all of that important stuff that sets up and i think maybe that's something to do with this particular episode as well mm. i think maybe yeah. moving forward we won't get as much of a um a, a slower segment for those things as much that doesn't feel uh, like. I know what you mean because in this one you're sort of thinking oh when's she going to get a new costume and where's the TARDIS where is the TARDIS by the way where is that thing and why did it throw her out and you know there's so many questions and yeah I think the first time I'm watching this you're just your head's just full of questions and you just want answers mm-hmm. so you're sort of thinking come on get on with it but no second time I watched it mate I thought the pacing was very I thought it was fine I didn't have, didn't find it slow I was just really involved in the story and also i watched this with my other half and it's the first time in well first time in ages that i can remember that he's watched the doctor who from start to finish and hasn't either left the room 10 minutes in or started looking at the ipad or (laughs) gone up to make a cup of tea he genuinely watched it from start to finish didn't say a word either we were both just really engaged in it and we got to the end and um he's like yeah yeah it's good yeah i like and i was thinking that that's good because (laughs) normally he's you know it doesn't normally hold his attention especially as an hour episode so that's a good that was a good sign to me because you know my other half won't he won't he doesn't sort of put a false face on for me. He doesn't care. <laughs> He'll just say to me, oh, this is rubbish. Yep. You know, <laughs> so the fact he watched it, enjoyed it, and literally watched it all the way through. Literally, I don't think we said a word, actually. I don't think we spoke through it at all. That's a good sign. Uh, yeah. No, it was, yeah. So that was, an, again, another good sign. And again, with the pacing, I think it's good because, yeah. you know, he doesn't have a particularly good attention span, my partner. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I think the pacing was okay. Yeah. I think was a lot. Good. Of, yeah, was good. I, I think a lot of people. I, I I read that as well. You know, some people thought mm. that it lagged in various places, but mm. in a way, I like that. I like that it slows down. It reminds me of the RTD stuff where you have these lovely little conversations happening with people, and it just slows right down, and you can you feel the connection between those cast members because you're allowing them the time to you know to act properly and not rush through things, and in a way that then connects with you as a viewer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, we've spoken about the sort of uh, not sh- the strongest story that we've seen. Uh, mm. So I, this kind of as uh, we've been down this road before as well, where 
you can tell that the influence for a story and or the alien has just been picked up from another bit of sci-fi and, and, and plopped into Doctor Who. So uh, this would be the Predator story. Predator, yeah. That we've, we've seen a few times where an, an alien has been sent to Earth to hunt you know, a particular thing and it collects trophies and in the Predator movie collects skulls, doesn't he? And, mm-hmm. you know, he's an alien. And that, so it, it's very, the similarities are, are, are completely there. You can't ignore them. It's not like, oh, yeah. it's just an influence that, you know, it, it, we've had it before with the Alien movies, haven't we? With Oh, that dreadful Christmas special, yeah. Yeah, so we've, we've, we've had it before, but in a way it's not a terrible thing because... It, you know, sometimes familiarity isn't a bad thing. It sort of gets you comfortable mm. and there's, your brain doesn't have to be taxed too hard. You know, we all know as sci-fi fans what this is about. Yeah. It doesn't take a genius to work out what's going on. So in a way, it's not too bad. And like I said earlier, we can forgive that a little bit because I think that was just not filler, but it was just a vehicle to get our characters, you know, center stage and, and get mm. them rocking and rolling. But I did quite enjoy the story. It did have a sense of, suspense to it and a bit of terror and they did make them the alien uh tim shaw they did make him uh you know seem pretty badass to begin with you know when he cracks out of the the egg thing yeah when he cracks it and also it's quite it was quite dark wasn't it um him breaking the jaw and removing a tooth that's quite dark for seven o'clock on a sunday evening um because yeah. uh, you didn't well, you did see it and you didn't really it was enough to if you looked, you knew what was happening, but it yeah. wasn't too explicit. So, again, I think they got that just right, really, because you don't want to you don't want to actually see it too much. I mean, the reveal of his face was horrific. That took me back to classic Doctor Who. Yes, that really yep. made me like go, oh, when he took his mask off and his face is covered in teeth. Uh, that was really grim, um, but it, but I loved it. Because <laughs> yeah. it just, as yeah. I said, it, it reminded me of like when I used to watch Doctor Who as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and you'd see, I mean, the bit that, I don't know, it's just sprung to my mind now is like the the sort of half Dalek, half human in Revelation, you know, it's that horrible blob that's got like metal teeth oh, yeah. talking to, yeah. and I, as a kid, I could barely watch it. I was like, oh, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, this kind of had the similar effect on me. It was like quite gross, really. And also the bit when he's sort of dying or, you know, when she reverses the bombs and there's all that slime coming out of his yeah. face. And that again, just, you know, good old fashioned Dr. Who slime. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it really took me back to the classic era of Dr. Who of being scary and gross, but just on that, not going too far over the line. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just enough to scare the, you know, scare the kids and the adults, but not yes. being too graphic. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it, I, I just thought that was great. Yeah, it's that age-old sort of watching it from behind the sofa. Yeah, which has become like a famous tagline for Doctor Who. But something seen, that we haven't sorry. seen very often, have we, in the recent years? I can't remember the last time there was yeah. anything that that had that exact effect on me. No. Well, there's been bits in the show where I've thought, oh yeah, you know, that's a bit gross or. Like poor old Mr. Sweet getting trodden on. I was like, oh, that's horrible, you know. But this had a different, it had that sort of almost gothic, scary, just classic Doctor yep. Who. Oh, that, you know, like I'm <laughs> not sure I want to look at him because he looks, you know, and again, the mask and the stuff just look fantastic, you know, yeah. the production on it. I was going to say, did you see that great tweet that's doing the rounds of um, a mum? Uh, tweeted a picture of her 10-year-old son and he's just holding a cushion and he's just peering, yeah, he's watching Doctor yeah, Who, he's yeah. just peering behind the cushion because of the teeth guy. Um, and I just thought of, of Tim Short and I was just like, that's that's great. You know, that is just so 
what Doctor Who should be just enough that they they want to watch it but they can't quite watch it you know just that, yeah. you know those moments and yeah I, I thought it was really good it was yeah I thought he's like you said he I, I think we might see him again you reckon I said I've got a feeling we're gonna we haven't seen the last of Tim Shaw yeah maybe yeah there is one thing that I thought you know um the, the only one tiny thing that I thought oh, I'm not too enamored by this guy as, as an alien or this person as an alien was it felt the way that he spoke and the way that his face looked when he took the mask off felt oh, right. yeah. very very similar to the the fire alien dude from class oh no do you know i what didn't I mean? think i didn't think that but now you've said it like, oh no like the way is the shadow king the shadow oh, king yeah dear. just like no, the, it did didn't it his oh, voice how it comes across and the way he sort of spoke uh, and stuff i thought oh this it reminds me so much of that character from class. So, but other than that, though, <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> other than <laughs> it that, it does. Though you're right. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a a reasonably good um, sort of alien monster of the week sort of thing to throw in there. And I like the 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 visual effects on the other uh, thing, the tentacle thing that we see on the train and oh, on top yeah, of the Oh yeah, that was cool. Later yeah. on, yeah. Um, what did they call that? The doctor calls it a <laughs> bunch of wires, or something. Um, I don't know. Yeah, um, I forgot what exactly she calls it, but the the visual effects for that were very, very good. Yeah, really, I really I, good. I thought that looked really good as yeah. well, considering it's just a ball of wires. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, those those things though are, are really easy to get wrong because mm. we've seen the simplest of things in Doctor Who look absolutely shocking, like yeah. Uh, what was it when um, Capaldi as the Doctor with Clara goes into the vault on that? You know the the listener episode, the big alien with the eyes. Yeah, that come yeah. Oh, and stuff. oh, the vault, not the Missy vault. You're on about the um, the other one, the one with Keely Hawes, where they go in the yes. bank vault. Yeah, the bank vault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something simple, just like a row of vaults in a bank, just looked ab- you know just shockingly bad. Yeah. So even though it's just like a uh, a ball of sort of writhing tentacles. It, 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 those easier, not saying easier, but those more simplistic things can they can get them horribly wrong. Mm. I thought they looked it looked really really good. I mean, as well as all the other effects. And one thing that I really liked as well, which is really basic, was at the beginning when Ryan was goes down to get his bike, and those that yellow series of squares appeared in the, in the air. Oh yeah, yeah. That felt to me. That felt really Star Warsy. Which oh, did is it? Not a bad thing, you know. In okay. in the Force Awakens, where uh, Kylo Ren goes to the village at the beginning, yeah, and Poe Dameron shoots a laser beam, and he sort of with the Force <gasps> he freezes it. He freezes it. You know, you've got that sort of electrical charged yeah, sound yeah. and stuff. It yeah. felt just like that, and I thought, yes, they finally, you know, they. <laughs> The, the effects sound like organic and mm. um, not like somebody's just sat down at a keyboard, you know, and has applied some effects here and there. It actually sounds like an, an alien sort of electrically charged thing would sound like mm. if it appeared in front of you. And I, I love that. So even though it was a basic effect. No, I absolutely you know, know what you mean, actually. Yeah. 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 So I like it, that. It hmm. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the Sonic reveal? Ah, right. Because it brings me back to the music a little bit. I loved the music that kicked off when she started um, making her Sonic. And that, for me, was a wonderful little scene. 
I just absolutely loved it. I'm the still not 100% moment. it was the 80 <laughs> moment, yeah. yeah. But her bunging in the spoons and taking the little core. Because this is the thing that I've already fallen in love with, with this doctor, is that she l- likes making, making things. Making stuff, yes. And I'm like, yes, because that sort of reminds me of Pertwee, you know, how he used to make all these gadgets. And remember the one with the spoons that span around on the top? I can't remember the story. But, oh, yeah, yes. You know, yeah, yeah, whatever that was. And, yeah. Um. So I love the fact that this doctor, I hope this is a thing as well. I hope it's not just this episode open in some of the other episodes she does the same because i love seeing the doctor make stuff and i thought that was a great scene fun uh, as i said the music was beautiful i loved it yeah um yeah. and the sonic the reveal was gorgeous i have to say I, I know i wasn't too sold on the actual design of it uh, especially going by the big old plastic toy that we got of it but yeah. but when you see it on screen it does look really nice it does, mate. It looks beautiful. And it's made from spoons. spoons. <laughs> Sheffield steel. Sheffield steel. Apparently, yeah. it's got the Sheffield steel yeah, emblem yep. on it, yep. which uh, which we haven't seen on screen, but I think um, didn't the BBC tweet a picture of it or something? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. But I thought it was a great scene. And it, again, oh, it just shows yeah. our new Doctor how fun she is. She's inventive. And yeah, I yeah. really like that bit. Yeah, that was a great scene. And it was it was just like the A-Team as well, when they get mm. locked in a garage with just a, yeah. a lawnmower and a bunch of metal and some timber, and they come out in a full-size Panzer tank with machine <laughs> guns. It was just like that. She's got. She uses the little alien, the little cool. thing out of the, out of the the cracked pod, doesn't she? The core thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then she just melts steel and mold. You know, it's really cool. And we'll come on to Jodie's performance in a minute, but her facial expressions and how she acts that bit without saying a word. Was was brilliant. Like when she I, lights the blowtorch and it's the single one, and her face is just like, yeah, huh? yeah. And then you see next the next scene, she's got the massive double blowtorch thing, and she's rocking and rolling. It, it was brilliant, mate. I, I loved it yeah. when she the first shot. She's got all these little sort of things on the table as well. When you think, oh, what's that? Then she just throws them all on the floor. No, yeah. you know, that's not what I need. Yeah. yeah, no. I just thought it was a great little scene. It's one of those, I guess, like in previous regeneration stories that would be the costume reveal wouldn't it be like this always picking out a costume sort of thing this is a nice little scene in this one it was her making the sonic and you know because the costume reveal was very brief in this but we'll we'll get on to that later but yeah yeah, did love that scene on the subject of her making stuff those were two really cool scenes actually so when she's building and making the sonic um and in the final scene well the scene towards the end where she builds the teleporter And it's just a load of crap, basically, that she's cobbled together and wired it all up and stuff. And that reminds me a little bit of some of the little, obviously back in the classic era when Pertwee used to tinker and make stuff. Mm. But it reminded me a little bit of some of the things that Tennant used to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you remember in Partners in Crime, he has that little contraption thing that he's made to try and track down stuff. And then in... uh, In Love and Monsters, he's got a funny little thing that... Bings and yeah, and in the day of the doctor, he's got a similar thing, hasn't he? When he's tracking the Zygon, is it yeah. day of the doctor? Um, and uh, yeah, so it reminds me a little bit of those sort of little weird, quirky things that he used to make. Mm. But the the thing that's even better about this is you see her making it, or you see her wiring stuff up and screwing things together. And the and microwave it, it, at the end was a nice touch. That's when the what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, love that bit. <laughs> Yeah, so cool. Really, really cool. And like you said, I hope that continues. I hope we see her building more. Maybe when she finds the TARDIS, she might be tinkering away and, and doing stuff, maybe. When do you, just while we're talking about that, when do you think we're going to see the TARDIS? I 
you know, I've got this feeling we're not going to see it right to the very end of the series. I, I think Chivers is. Yeah. I think Chivers is holding that back. Yes. I kind of hope I'm wrong though, because I I want to see the TARDIS. I want to see the. I want to see inside and everything, but I don't know. I just, it's, I just don't know. I, I think that's going to be part of the series arc. Arc, yeah, it's exactly what I think. Yeah. I, I reckon that because towards the end of this episode, she does say, "Will you guys help me? Will you help me find the TARDIS?" Yeah, yeah. And they didn't know at the time that she was going to zap them off into the middle of space and and start these crazy adventures. But they're up for it, you know. They're up for helping her, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, and I think that he will use that as a bit of a, a an arc. So as we go through each episode, it's I can just imagine Bradley Walsh's character saying, "We've got found this bleeding Tardis yet, or what?" You know, when <laughs> yeah, we're going exactly. home, sort of thing. Yeah. So I think they uh, will use that a little bit. I, I think you're right, mate. I think they'll they'll hold off on it. And I, I love the fact that the Chibbers is holding these things back actually, because it does make you. So like for next week, I'm excited to see the opening credits with a the new theme. So he's held that off. Yes. Till episode two. So it's good. So instead of getting everything out of the way in, in the first episode and then on to a, just a standard story, we've still got all these little bits that we're, yeah, we're yeah. waiting for. Like we've got to tune in next week to see the theme and the credits and maybe the TARDIS. I don't think we'll see it. So I think, yeah, I love the fact he's thought, hmm, it's a good way of keeping the viewer coming back for more, isn't it? Because instead yes. of giving it us yeah. all in, in the first episode. Um, I also want to know why the TARDIS threw her out. I don't, I, and it probably won't be explained, will it? Because it does seem whenever we get regeneration in the new series, the TARDIS just blows up for no reason. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I it, I just, I don't know if that'll get explained, but I kind of want to know why it threw her out of the TARDIS. And hmm. I, I don't know if we're going to get that explained. I think we're just going to have to, a bit like with Tenant, uh, no, with Matt. Why or, it crashed. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, it just randomly blew up, didn't it? I mean, I think, yeah. I think they'll, yeah, I think by the time we get to it, we won't. We probably won't care in, enough. To, <laughs> no, probably you know. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but going back to Chibbers though, and just laying everything out in pieces, as yeah. like tr- a trail of breadcrumbs almost. That's what he's really, really good at. Because if you yeah. think back to the Broadchurch stuff, after every week of watching Broadchurch, he brought you a little bit closer. That's right. You know, and over those, I've forgotten how many weeks Broadchurch spanned. Was it like eight weeks or something? Six, eight weeks. Six, something think. like that so yeah. after every week he, he's brilliant at that you know he he knows that the audience are just desperate for mm. something and he's like right i'm going to bring you a bit closer but i'm not going to give you what you want just yet and then the week after it's exactly the same story and it's like repeat you know rinse and repeat that formula and we yeah. had that didn't we throughout this episode where we didn't get the doctor at first so we didn't get any opening theme we didn't get the doctor until what was it 10 12 minutes in we yeah. didn't get the Sonic until later on, and then we didn't get the costume reveal until towards the end. So he's right to the end. Yeah, so he's really good at reading, or sorry, he's really good at anticipating what the audience wants. He mm. he knows that all the Who fans around the world want to see the Sonic, and we want to see the TARDIS. Yeah. We want to see yeah. inside it. Yeah, yeah, cool. He knows all that absolutely inside mm. out, mm. and he knows mm. how to dangle the carrot, if you like, and yeah, get you through it. So yeah. We've it's got... absolutely, it's absolutely working. It is, I gotta say, yeah. with with the new costume as well. I don't know about you, I'd almost forgotten about it. Uh, I'd got so sort of engrossed in Jodie and the story that when um, when Yasmin says to her, "You really ought to get out," you know, a new jacket or something. I was like, "Oh yeah, she's still in the." Were you like that? Or were you thinking, "Come on, when's she going to get the new 
because I was like, oh yeah, I've forgotten she's still in Capaldi's jacket, and I, and I absolutely loved the the reveal in the charity yeah. shop. Yeah. That was just fun, and this comes back to the production side of things again. When she whips back the curtain, you've just got this beautiful sort of wooden red. Do you know what I mean about the colours and everything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you may just have like it may have just just be there, and you may have just soaked it all up and not thought about it, but. If you go back and look at that scene, just look at all the colours and stuff in that, just that one mm-hmm. shot of, it's beautiful. And it's, you know, it's all done on purpose. It's just made to look, yeah, glori- for whatever a better word, glorious. When she reveals the costume, it's such a nice shot of um of that, of the costume reveal. Um, so I loved that. And, I, and it was over so quick. It's just like, yeah, that's the costume. Right, let's get on with it sort of thing. It was brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, I think um, to be honest with you, it got to a point where I just assumed that the the costume would be in the next episode. Oh, really? Yeah, I just thought because, like you, I just totally forgot about it halfway oh. through that episode. It didn't even cross my mind that she hadn't got the costume yet, and uh, I just assumed that we would see it in the next one. But yeah, it was a great reveal at the end, and really sort of energetic and. It's like I'm of, here. I've arrived. Yeah. Yeah. I love Yasmin's line as well. She's like, you're, so that, that's what you're going with, is it? <laughs> I just thought, yeah, that was great. Yeah, and it's, um, we'll come on to those in a second, but uh, when you've got, uh, yeah, Yasmin, she's holding like a bundle of clothes that I assume the mm. doctor's already tried on or yeah. she's ready to, to try on. And what's really cool about that scene is the way that um, Ryan's actually just on his phone. Uh, just texting away or just, doing something yeah, bored. and yeah. he looks up and he's like yeah whatever he's he, it's not he's not interested in it too much and then the doctor's like have you got any cash you know yeah and he just looks up and he's sort of like oh come on go on and then he's back to his phone it's uh there's a nice little exchange between ryan and yasmin there when it? it's like go on you get yeah. it he's like oh roll of the eyes sort of thing yes. yeah yes. um yeah so what should we talk about let's talk about some characters then yeah so in terms of supporting cast the other characters outside of the t- the new TARDIS team would be um, the guy called Carl, who was on the train. He's the main sort of, um, he's the bait, isn't he? He's yeah. The, he's the, the guy that's been randomly targeted mm-hmm. for Tim Shaw to hunt down. And he's the guy that gets scanned by the tentacle orb thing. Did you like that little twist as well? Did you think he was just an inconsequential character to begin yeah. with? He's just someone on the train, mm. and then actually, it's revealed that he's quite um, uh, integral to the plot. Yeah. So that that was again, I, I really liked that. I was, like, oh, I was him, and he was he was a fun character, wasn't he, for such a small part? Yeah. Don't you think he was yeah. good fun? Like yeah, he, he reminded me of a Torchwood character that sort of got that good humour and <laughs> you know, but quite likable. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I think he, uh, I think he came across on, uh, on a, in a good way because he's got that. He sort of crapped himself on the train, and he doesn't want to. Yeah. He doesn't want to stick around. But then when we see him later, he's you know got a bit of a confidence problem, so he's got these self help audio sort of things going on. Like That's I it, am important. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. and uh, it, and the the thing that works with that is that it just that stuff that millions of people do every day. They they yeah. sit down and do the mindless commute to and from work, and they don't feel like they're achieving anything or whatever. Yeah. And then they get these self help tapes or podcasts, whatever, and they they go through it. So it, you know, completely relatable. I imagine there's lots of people who thought, "Oh, that's me. I I get the train or I drive to work every day, and it's just rubbish." But you know, I've got my headphones in and I'm doing my thing. And 
and he was saying it was about being scared of heights as well. He's like, well, it's my dad's company. I'm kind of forced to work. It's it's like, oh, okay, driver. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a crane yeah. driver scared of heights. Yeah, brilliant. yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I, I thought he was a good character. Yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, he he did the job exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else who did the job exactly was um, Amit Sar, who played Raoul, who was the guy whose sister was abducted, the guy who captures oh. the pod. Yeah, he looks yeah. terrified. Really good performance. Because <laughs> yeah. I know that sounds it like a bit like you said with the effects. It's very easy to get that wrong. It's very yeah. easy to just take it up one notch too much and just look silly. Like, oh god, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm scared. He got it just right. He properly looked like because again, you didn't know what was coming out of that pod. Yeah, yeah. and he, yeah. he did look proper scared. Yeah, yeah. That whole scene was really uh, that the suspense level was really high for that that yeah, really was yeah. quite creepy and when you see the pod crack open and then he's sort of into it and he's like right crowbar you know i he what was interesting was he knew exactly what was in there yes well well yeah. he, 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 he knew, knew that something was in there that was mm. you know because he'd seen all this happen before because his sister was the randomly target i think there's more to that I do as well. Yeah, it's exactly what I said. I think we might see Tim Shaw again. I think there's more to it. Yeah. Do you know what? I agree with you now. Yeah, mm. so it, it's just more too much of a coincidence that, mm. you know, his sister was randomly targeted. Um, and then it happens to be that it seems like the alien that knew what he was on about. Because when, yeah. when he sort of repeats himself, like, where's my sister? He says, you, you, you'll, you'll never know. You'll now never know. So it seems mm. like... You know, he he. It seems like there's just a little bit more to that mm. than than what we've seen in this episode. So you're probably right, mate. We might see him, uh, might see him again. Um, just got a feeling, yeah. It's yeah. got an inkling. Might be wrong, but mm. yeah. And then there's a few other people that pop up. We have the kebab guy. You know, the drunken guy who's <laughs> flinging salad. People at... <laughs> love that character, didn't they? Was he, yeah. yeah. What does he say that everyone was like tweeting? Um, I don't know. Eat my salad or eat, something eat, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat my salad. Yeah. Yeah. People love that, which is kind of cool. He gets the nasty. <laughs> yeah yeah but that was cool though we mentioned it earlier about this horrific thing where he mm. breaks people's jaws and takes one of their tooth out yeah what's good about that is because it wasn't graphic all you've got is in your mind picturing him ripping out someone's you think tooth. you see more than you do don't you yeah and it's more yeah. the sound effect which is more yeah you know which is really cool mm. uh, and then we have the guy who's sort of helps Ral take the thing and then he gives him money to go off for a pint and stuff. So there's a few like, and the two women who are rowing in the street at the beginning. Oh yeah, you know, so <laughs> With the, the hammer through the screen. Yeah. So in yeah. terms of extras and stuff, they all and the supporting cast, they all did really well in my opinion. They all felt like they were taking it seriously. It's none of this. Yeah, you know, oh this is a just a crazy sci-fi show for oh, kids. Oh, I've got two yeah. lines. Oh yeah, I yeah. can't. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought all the extras were good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so what about the guy that played Tim Shaw then, Samuel Oatley? Obviously, mm. his voice was overdubbed to, you know, it wasn't him on set speaking like that. It was, um, it had a lot of processed effects on it and stuff. But in terms of his performance, both in and out of the mask, I thought it was really, really good. I did, yeah. I was suitably scared of him, mm. for one of it. I mean, well, you know, I think he really did the job of being quite menacing, you know. Like, yeah. if I saw him in the street, I would be like, uh-oh. <laughs> you know I, I, it was to the point where i was sort of thinking you know well, well what is he going to do next like yeah I, I thought it was a good a good performance really as, as a villain yeah and again easy to get wrong isn't it to be you can be a bit pantomime as that type of villain oh yeah absolutely yeah and ironically 
one of his previous parts, he played a dentist in a programme called Teeth. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Yeah. It's quite ironic as well, because yeah. a part of my tooth fell out two, two or three days before this. I was like, uh-oh, this is a bit weird. Oh, <laughs> Just randomly as well. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bit of a teeth thing going on. <laughs> yeah, but no, I thought, and also just, uh, it's going to sound weird, but the way that he posed himself in the mask, like when he first, when mm. the, the egg thing first cracks open and he's on the floor, it's a bit of a, a bit cheesy. It's a bit of an a Iron bit Man termi- thing. A bit Terminator, or wasn't Terminator. it? Yeah, sorry. It, yeah. 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 And the way, it's a bit sort of sci-fi cheesiness going on, but just the way he turns his head and the way he looks in the mask and stuff is pretty good. Yeah. Um. What about, uh, so Grace then, so this is, um, Grace, yeah. this is Graham's wife, uh, the, the lady who sadly, um, passes away at the end of the episode because she was pretty cool. She was a good character, wasn't she? Mm, yeah. And, uh, obviously Northern Sheffield through and through. Mm. Um, <laughs> and it's a really nice mix with, um, Graham. So Bradley yeah. Walsh, she's obviously a bit of a Cockney, uh, but a bit of a London that's right. Essex sort of lad. I don't know exactly where he's meant to be from, but it's a really nice mix of the of the two. Um and a really lovely way that they had got together as well. So he is he was diagnosed with cancer a few mm. years previous and was told he hasn't got he wouldn't survive. And then his chemo nurse, which was Grace, you know, they fell in love and then he was into remission. And then sadly she's the one that which is that lovely scene where he's speaking at the end of the funeral later on oh man that scene that was heartstrings wasn't it oh god i'll tell you what if anyone if anyone had any doubts about bradley walsh being able to act you just play him that scene he's he's fantastic in it and it's such a beautiful scene we're here again mate we are here again Mm. this exact same thing happened when Catherine tate was announced yeah everybody thought that she was just a silly comedy actor Yeah. yeah she's going to be there for comic relief and nothing more Mm-hmm. and that she hasn't got the acting chops and all the rest of it. And the same thing happened with Bradley Walsh. It's like, oh, he's just a game show host and a comedian. Mm-hmm. You know, he's what What are they thinking? But here we are again, and he's like, you know, bringing the it tissues was, out. Oh, I was, I was, I was, <laughs> I wasn't bawling, but I, I was emotional as yeah. hell. I thought, it was, thought it was very well written and brilliantly acted. Um, I'll, I'll come back to Bradley in a second when we get to him. Just go, going back to Grace for a second. Yeah. I didn't see her getting killed off. It seems kind of obvious now because you sort of think, oh, well, yeah, because she's not part of the TARDIS team. That we well, At least we think we know that. Yeah. So I guess in a way it was inevitable that she would, you know, either get killed or, or something would happen. But I just assumed she'd sort of be a bit like the, you know, like because the, the, we're used to in the Moffat era, we're used to the characters, the companions going back to Earth to visit family and Clara would pop home every weekend. And so I, <laughs> I just assumed she'd be sort of there waiting for him when Graham popped back for a weekend, you know. And so I didn't see it coming that no, she would no. she when she died. I was like, oh, I actually said uh, I actually gasped a little bit. I was like, oh, my God, if they actually is she actually dead. I was like, so because you know, again, we're not used to people. I was almost expecting her to go (gasps) and come back alive, and I don't know. I was just thinking, is she actually dead? And then it cuts the funeral, and it's yeah, she's dead. You know, it's okay. Um, So I think she was a likable character. We we didn't get to know her that well, but but because of the, we've already got to know this relationship between Grace. Graham and Ryan because Ryan's you know obviously got a bit of beef with Graham being his stepdad and all this so we again great character writing we've got this relatable sort of situation between this family Um, and again so when you get Grace killed like that and then you get the brilliant scene 
by you know in in the yeah. at the funeral yeah. it brings all the emotions up gets you really involved in the story and it's uh it, it oh, I'm not glad that she got killed off, but it kind of needed it. It's like it's telling us again, it's showing us that, yeah, people are going to die in this series. Mm-hmm. You know, no yeah. one's safe, you know, because she was a likable character. And I think she's a good performance by um, Sharon Clark as well. Yeah. Nice. When she's teasing, um, <laughs> what's his name on the train? Saying, yeah, he can't keep his hands off me. Like, she's <laughs> like that likable, cheeky. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So I like that. Yeah. And you can tell that she's got a. She's kind of up for, she's got a thirst for sort of adventure almost because yeah. there's a bit where the, the the tentacle thing is sort of halfway up the crane and she's like, right, we're going to have it, you know, get yeah, exactly. this thing wired up, get it electric, you know. And, I love that line. She's, oh, you is it what you're about to say? Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, she says, should I be enjoying this as much? And he's like, no, you shouldn't. Yeah. So yeah, he's I like, love that. Yeah. So he's like the more cautious one, you know, he's, yeah. you know, doesn't want to, anything dangerous to happen and she's just loving it she's, she's like up for it yeah and it sadly ends in her her demise but mm. uh yeah a great performance from her she's like a likable up for it caring person yeah um, and, I, and i know i know people have said because there's that publicity picture of her stood next you know the like our tardis team and she's in it and the doctor's in a new costume so yeah. people are like oh no but that's a you know it's a spoiler because she's the doctor's got a new costume on and she died before she got it so she must be coming back and no i'm pretty sure she's gone because yeah. chibnall did this with um broadchurch he loves to throw people off the scent mm-hmm. that will i'm i'm pretty sure that is just a publicity shot you know with broadchurch he went to the lengths of filming fake scenes just to draw people away from what was going on and stuff like that chibbers is really um fanatical about this type of stuff yeah and i just i i i think i can safely say i mean i could be completely wrong they may <laughs> go back and save her at the end i don't know but I think you'll find that's just a publicity shot. I think she's she's gone. Yeah. Well, that that photo that you that you refer to, it's got Jodie at the front in her costume, and then you've got Graham and Grace sort of behind her to the right. And so people are thinking, well, she, you know, she wasn't in it when the Doctor had her new costume, so she must be back. Um, that is actually a promotional image released by the BBC for yeah. this episode. So exactly. It, it feels like that was just a. a you know, once they had got certain way through the story, it was like, right, we're going to do some promo shots and stuff. And it just happens to be that Jodie's in her costume at that point. Because they don't film it chronologically. They would have done this, you know, at various points. But yeah, I think you're right. I think she's gone, gone. I think she's gone, yeah. Yeah. Um, But a likable character, though. Yeah, Yeah. I liked her. Right, TARDIS team. Yes, our new TARDIS team. Ryan and Yaz. So we start off with Ryan, don't we, doing that sort of heartfelt YouTube we see him as on YouTube doing a selfie video. That's it. Who we think at the beginning, we assume, he was talking about the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Because it, to me, it felt like, oh, is this something that they're going to play at the end of the series? You know, let me tell you about the, you know, the most wonderful woman I've ever met sort of thing. It's like, yeah. oh, he's talking about the Doctor, clearly. Yeah. Uh, but then they wrap it up at the end and he was actually talking about his name, which is really lovely. Have we, have we done that before recently with something? Is there, I'm sure there was an episode where they did that. There is, yeah. I'm sure we yeah. reviewed it recently. Anyway, yes. And um, yeah, so, and immediately, so we, we we go from the YouTube clip at the beginning straight to him up on the hill learning to ride the bike and stuff. And immediately you relate to him and they use him as not this sort of great looking, perfect athletic character that just happens to slot very nicely into a, into a TARDIS team, you know, something mm-hmm. that can leg down corridors and stuff like that. He's actually got a realness. I think that was one of the things that 
I, I'm guessing anyway that Chibbers was looking for is like a, a sense of realness grounded down to earth. Yeah. Proper relatable characters and um Tosin Cole definitely has that. Um just the way that he acts the part, he doesn't because he's putting on a Sheffield accent, isn't he? He's not from Sheffield. I would assume so, yeah. Because yeah. when we saw him at the Comic Con panel, he you know, he's talking normally. Oh, and, that's right, yeah. You know, yeah. he's a southern lad, I think, you know, yeah. from London somewhere. So his accent was pretty good. There was no real there was a couple of words where you thought, you know, you probably could have that could have been a take two you know um but overall his accent was pretty good but just the way that he acted the part just had these little nuances that just made him you know blend in perfectly when you know you know just the way he interacted with people the way he's fiddling with his phone the way he's you know and they used this um this uncoordinated thing don't they was it dyspraxia uh, yeah. thing to sort of um you know again make him more relatable to people you know he's not this you know he's not a mickey is what i'm trying to say mm, you know mm. mickey although he had his flaws you know mickey was a you know very good looking you know is in the gym all the time you know wise cracking <laughs> you know perfect sort of tv character to put in the in the thing whereas these guys you can tell that they've got their their flaw not yeah they've got their flaws should i say to make them relatable mm. so it's, it's yeah no it's, it's good because i mean again it's it's bringing things to the screen it's introducing people to things that they may not know about i personally have never heard of dyspraxia is that how you say it dyspraxic dyspraxia, dyspraxic yeah. Yeah. yeah i never heard of it so it's again it's introducing me and people like me that perhaps are like well, what's that all about then you know and, and a lot of people suffer from it and you know i think chris chibnall's son does i think that's i think i'm right in saying that so you know again it's it's not shoving it in your face and you know it's not sort of um not making a big deal out of it but it's using it to make the person more human and more yeah like as i said i really i liked um ryan almost straight away because he's just he's trying to improve himself he's a good person you know i absolutely love that shot of the doctor watching him across the hills oh yeah when he's trying yeah. to ride the bike at the end god it's just like this is just brilliant because he's a trier mm -hmm. you know um so yeah i like that he's like you said he's not mr perfect he's not you know the ladies man and and all this sort of stuff and he's you know i just think it's it's, it's good it's nice to have characters like that and I, and I know a few people now have said to me you know oh yeah yeah my friends got that and you know it's 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 a good thing to have in the show really yeah you know, they're yeah. not making a big deal out of it but they're showing you yes you know what it is very in very sort of layman's terms you know so mm -hmm. yeah, yeah as i said i've never heard of it before so I, i'm more educated just by watching that you know yeah no so, i yeah. i had heard of it before my um when i was having drum lessons in high school one of my old teacher used to crack jokes about it all the time really yeah hmm. which is obviously horrible but that's yeah. the, you know, but that was the, the first time that I'd heard of it. Okay. When like younger kids were trying to learn how to play the drums, you have to be very coordinated to do that. And mm -hmm. he used to, yeah, I'm not going to repeat what he said, but um, but outside of that, I'd never met anyone with it. I'd never you know seen anything in the news about it or anything. So it's good that it's sort of slotted in there as as a way that, and it's also not the it's not the charity case way of doing it either. He's not sort of playing the victim. He's not playing the... That's it. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. he's not sort of... Um, he's not making a big deal out of it, trying to... Yeah. Yeah, not worries me. It's handled know. It's handled in a good way, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it's also reflected a little bit when he first meets up with Yaz when she meets him in the forest mm. area. And they sort of recognise each other after a little while. 
And he's like, you know, he recognizes that she's doing all right for herself. She's a, you know, trainee policeman. But when she asks him, he's like, oh, I just work in a warehouse. And then you think that's it. And then she's like, okay, do you like it? He's like, no, I hate it. I'm just doing it for the cash while I do my NVQ as a mechanic. So immediately, like you said, mate, he's got Mm. this um, self-improvement attitude and he's a trier. He's not just a, you know, with the bike thing, just because he can't do it. Although he gets frustrated at the beginning and he launches it off the thing, which is really cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's funny, yeah. Um, (laughs) the, The bit at the end where he's back up there and he's still trying to do it, even though he's falling off time after time. Mm. He he's he's doing it. So a really really good character, Ryan. a great character, yeah. and I thought a good performance from Tosin Cole. I really did warm to him very quickly. Um, I I couldn't believe I saw some comments uh, on on Twitter. I mean, oh, it's Twitter, so I shouldn't be surprised. People say, oh yeah, he can't act. He's what? not very good. And I was like, are you joking? I thought he wow. gave a great performance. I thought he was really good in it. Really, yeah. really good. Yeah, I, as I said, I warned him really quickly. And even though he's got a bit of beef with Graham, I was yeah. like, oh no, what's going on there? But no, I, I thought he gave a very good performance. I like him. Yeah. I want to, yeah, looking forward to seeing where, where we go with this, these these characters. Very cool. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, what about uh, Yasmin and Mandip Gill? Yeah, yeah, I, I liked her as well. Again, we it more focused on Ryan, didn't it? We got to bit, know yeah. more, much more about him. So again, I'm looking forward to finding out a bit more about about Yasmin. She seems like a strong character, which is good. Like you know, like I said at the beginning, she's thirsty for more, isn't she? She's like this police officer, but she's been given all the rubbish little mm-hmm. jobs, and she, you know, she wants to better herself again, doesn't she? So um, I think she's going to be quite a strong character. But we didn't get. Yeah, we need to see a bit more of her, I think. But again, I I like her already. I, th- I think there's a good chemistry between her and Ryan as well. Those yeah. little that little bit in the charity shop at the end where she's sort of rolling her eyes because <laughs> he's like, "You can pay for it," and all that. You know, again, just fun little moments like that. So, yeah, I think they're yeah. going to work well together, those two. Yeah. No, I, I I really like her as well. I thought her performance mm. was was great. And what I like, you know, we we've been saying recently about Torchwood. We're how many episodes in now? Five or six. Yeah, for our Torchwood reviews. And one of the things that we said about that recently is we just don't feel like the chemistry is quite there yet. It's kind of yeah. there, but it's a bit hit and miss. It hasn't clicked for me yet. Yeah. The Torchwood. I mean, I know I've seen it, you know, I've seen it before. It's not the first time watching it, but it's not re-watching it again after so long. The series is not clicking into place like I remember it. You know, I'm, I'm not yeah. feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with these guys... You know, just straight out the gate, it's the chemistry is just mm. really, it's just there. It's unmistakable. We can't. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, and yeah. it's not. It's not a case of uh, in some scenes it's there and in some it's not, and it's a bit inconsistent. It's throughout the entire story that the chemistry between all of them is is brilliant. Yeah, they've nailed yeah. they've nailed that aspect of it. Really, it's really cool. Yeah, which is one thing we said in the panel that they did at the. Uh, what was it? The Comic Con in America. Yeah, they, yeah. they just seem to get on really, really well. And I remember me and you said, you know, if that translate onto screen, then we're onto a winner. And, and from judging by this episode, they definitely have. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, Yasmin. Um, Yasmin's character. I, I just think she's um, like Ryan, just very relatable and grounded, mm. and yeah, just very cool. Yeah. Um, but like you, need to see a bit more of her. Which oh, I'm I've sure no we doubt will we, do. will. Sure we will. Yeah, yeah. we will. Yeah. Uh, Graham then Bradley Walsh. Well, now for me, he he really stood out, actually. Uh, In fact, I was, I I thought I was going to like him because I've seen Bradley Walsh in other dramas. I mean, he's in a, he's in the next Sarah Jane that we'll review. That's right. When when we get back to reviewing Sarah Jane. I haven't seen that episode, I must admit, so I'm looking forward to that now. Um, 
But I've seen him in other things. He was in a detective show a couple of years ago, and he was very good in that. I can't remember what it's called, but I know he can act. So I was expecting him to be of a certain decent level of acting. Do you know what I mean? I thought, yeah, he'll be, he'll be, I thought he'll be Bradley Walsh. But actually he was more than that. He was, he reminded me of the Wilf, you know, of Wilf, of that real likable, so realistic. You know, I know quite, you know, I just know people like that, you know, that sort of very well meaning, um, funny, the bus driver, just again, so <laughs> grounded in his character already. Um, and I, I genuinely loved Bradley in this. I thought he was possibly my favorite character um, out of the new TARDIS team. I just thought he was, he just reminds me of Wilf. He's just got that warmth. I just really like him yeah. already. Yeah. So I, yeah, he kind of, I thought he'd be good, but I liked him even more than I thought I would, you know, yeah, especially yeah. the funeral scene. Absolutely. I'd already liked his little quippy remarks all the way through it. I'd already loved all of that. <laughs> but when he got to that scene, I was like, oh, he's really showing us, you know, his acting ability now. He's yeah. really going for it. So, yeah, he's, for me, a, a great addition to the series. I mean, he, he definitely can act as well. He's, um, yeah, yeah. You know, there were, especially that, that funeral, that speech at the end was, that was it for me. That was. Um, and, and there's a yeah. couple of scenes between him and Jodie, well, him and the doctor then. So when she's sort of getting a bit annoyed of him, she's like, all right, Graham, give me a chance. I'm, you know, And I can see that being a bit of a thing through yeah, the series yeah. where he's like, you know, he's that sort of slightly older, a little bit tetchy. Oh God, you know, how long we got to have these in our neck for? She's like, give me a minute. And yeah. that sort of fun banter stroke tension between him and the doctor, I think it's going to be quite fun yeah, over the yeah. series. So, yeah. So for me, fantastic, actually. Yeah, really liked care. Bradley in this, yeah. I can care, mate. He's... Um as a as a first episode and there's no the thing that i found with all of these guys really mm. is it didn't feel like we needed a let's find our feet period no no not at all actually you know, no it's not like you know with some when we've reviewed certain things before we've made we've used sentences like well now that they found their feet yeah and now that they're yeah. into their flow of the character and stuff it didn't feel like that with this it felt like it, it, we were we were seeing them already at, their, at a very good level. It wasn't a case of in three or four weeks' time we, we, we'll be saying things like, right, now that they're into their character mm. or that, it feels like they've they've hit the ground running just really well. Oh, that's a very mm. good point, mate. I really agree with that. Yeah, they already feel quite rounded, don't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, okay, and then Jodie then. Jodie. Our new Doctor. That's, uh... So if you, would, if you listen to a, a, a large, well... Not a large, actually. That's incorrect. If you listen to a, a small portion of people over the past nine months or so, they would they would have told you that Doctor Who is is ruined. R.I.P. Doctor Who. The franchise yeah. is dead. Long live Doctor Who. You know they've now ruined it for everybody, and the show's going to be cancelled after episode one and all the rest of it. I think yeah. we can safely say that. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I've got no words, mate, to describe her performance hate, succinctly. You know. Yeah, I was going to say, I hate to say Breath of Fresh Air because that makes it sound like, you know, uh, Peter Capaldi wasn't good. And he was. He was a fantastic Dr. Peter Capaldi. She's just different. And that's what I think, you know, when we get a new Doctor, we needed to be different. Um, and I just thought she was instantly likable. Mm -hmm. um, funny enough, you just mentioned about you know, uh, finding their feet in their performance. 
I will admit, as much as I absolutely loved her in this, she was a little zany at times. And I kept thinking, she, I kept thinking, I love her, but she, she's going to be great once she gets her costume on right, and settles into right. the role. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think perhaps out of all of the cast, I think Jodie perhaps is the only one that just hasn't slightly found the Doctor 100% yet. I'd say she's 99% there. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and that's absolutely, that's, that's, not, um, that's not a bad thing because I think every Doctor has to do that. Every Doctor has a regeneration story where they've got to be a bit mad and, oh, I'm settling into my new body. And, and to be honest with you, I love it. You know, I don't, yeah, yeah. as I said, I'm not saying it as a negative at all. Cause I think she, you know, that's what we've come to expect. I mean, you look at all of the regeneration stories, like they always act a bit mad and a mm-hmm. bit over the top and, you know, he, you know, so I absolutely love Jodie as a doctor. Um, I think her performance was great. It was fun for me. I liked it when she was slightly settled down. So for example, the scene where she talked about her family, absolutely right, right. amazing scene mm-hmm. beautiful performance from her when she's just slightly toned it down a bit there were other bits to be honest it was more really the first sort of 10 15 minutes with her she was you know obviously doing the whole oh i've just regenerated what's this tip of my tongue sort of stuff and to be honest it's more the writing really right it's just right. that sort of zany i've just regenerated stuff but um but no i, I think like that saying of the doctors in safe hands absolutely <laughs> it is i love it a bit so i can't wait to see more of her you know what i mean well when it ended such a brilliant cliffhanger mm-hmm. i thought absolutely fantastic cliffhanger of them floating in space i mean again it looked beautiful didn't well it? done wasn't it yeah so well done and it left me like literally going omg like what what you know oh don't leave us like that <laughs> you know it just cannot wait for yeah. next week or mm-hmm. this week whenever you listen to this but yeah she was great mate i think in all the scenes especially the sonic making the costume reveal the action scenes the bit where she said i am the doctor and i just thought she was great i i, I don't want to sound big-headed and say i knew she would be but i've seen her in other things that i kind of felt like i knew you know that she would be good and she didn't disappoint me i thought she was great mate i i just can't wait to see more of her as the doctor yeah no i she um yeah, I mean, in terms of performances for for doctors, the eleventh hour is a great one for a new yeah. doctor. Yeah, uh, the Christmas invasion was great once we finally got there. Yes, you know? yeah, <laughs> and uh, and Eccleston's. So, in terms of as we've gone through each era for each doctor, those first episodes are so important. But as you said, they do have that element of the writing more so than anything just getting the doctor to be a bit wacky and a little bit disorientated in some ways mm-hmm. um but just, did you find the bit where there was a bit where she was sort of saying she was talking to the tim shaw saying everyone can change everyone can improve that <laughs> it was a great speech but there was a there was a line or two in there that did feel a little bit clunky to me it's not this is nothing to do with jody by the way this is just chibbers it was a bit of a Chibbers is talking to the audience here, isn't it? A bit he? preachy, yeah. A little bit, just, yeah. and I do mean just a touch. There was just one line, I think, where she says something about, oh, I can't remember now. I should have written it down, but you know what I mean, right? Yes, yeah. There was a... just one bit in that speech where I thought, oh, Chibbers, you're being a bit preachy, mate. We don't, again, we don't need a big deal made of this. It's just, just you know, it should just be normal. It shouldn't be made a thing or so. There was a little bit preachy in that speech, but I think she did deliver it well, and the I am the doctor line was great. Yes, you know, yeah. And she, when she got to it. Yeah. I think that was uh, up on the crane where that she was super. Said, you know, if I drop this, then you're not getting home. So, and then she's like, don't, I think she's basically saying to, to the alien, to Tim Shaw, 
you, know, you don't have to do this. You know, we can all change and that's right. And yeah, all that stuff and uh, mm. and uh, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think Chibbers is talking through Jody to the audience mm. and just ramming home. You know that it doesn't matter that the, we're going back to the whole original thing about it doesn't it doesn't matter yeah. the doctor's a woman and and all that stuff. He's just kind of he's sort of laying the final bit of what's the word um over all the months where Jodie was initially announced and there was the big hoo-ha about her being a woman and yeah Jodie herself has defended it and everyone's sort of gone through this was like the final bit to sort of put that issue to rest yeah, yeah. if you know what I mean it's like Chibba saying that you've seen Jodie for like the last 35 minutes now I think you can we can all agree she's brilliant so let me just get this last little bit out there and then we're going to speak no more of it. I don't want to hear anyone else giving me any crap about mm. the doctor should be a guy and all that stuff. I mean, there are certainly people out there who still have that opinion and that's fair enough. You know, that's their mm. opinion. But I get the feeling he was just speaking to us through Jody and saying, look, I think I've shown you as well as everybody involved that this is amazing. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was cool in a way, but it's a little bit preachy. Just there was you just know. one line I think I just yeah. thought okay Chivers we get it we get it mate it was <laughs> yeah. it didn't annoy me but just it was in there but yeah. she did deliver the speech well I mean she's so likable as well I think Jodie oh god yeah she's yeah. going to be the she's brought the sort of fun element of back you know uh, not that Capaldi didn't have that but he was more the sort of Hartnell esque and I mean yeah. you know everybody knows I love Hartnell so nothing I'm saying is a defamation on on, on Capaldi because I loved his doctor but you know she's a new doctor she's more fun she is very high octane isn't yeah, she yeah. um bit more like sort of tenant and the fifth doctor and that sort of thing so um yeah, but I just yeah I just think she's fun she's she's just gonna be a lot of fun I think yeah and yeah you've just used the two doctors that I was going to use to describe her she's um to me she's a mix of um tenant and Davison yeah. She's got that zany um sort of um brashness that the the tenth doctor has sometimes. You know, when he's in a flow and he's shouty and yeah. he's sort of, you know, going between stuff and he's got that going on. But she's also got that human factor. Like the a lot of people say the fifth doctor was very human mm. and wasn't as sort of uh out there as say Tom or Troughton or so. So yeah. she to me she's got that really nice mix of those two doctors. I'll tell you what I did. Yeah. Talking in that same speech, though, I absolutely did love the bit. Again, I wish I'd written it down now, where she says, I'm glad you've asked me that. When he says, who are you? And you're like, OK, here we go. We're going. We know what's coming. And she did say something like, if you take a pinch of, um, oh, I don't know, adrenaline or something of this and of that of that. You know, and I thought that was a brilliant piece of writing. I absolutely loved that. You, 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 do you know the bit I mean? Yes. She's like, yeah, yeah, I've got it now. It's come to me who I am. A little bit. All it took was a bit of this, a bit of that. And I am the doctor. I thought, yeah, superb. I absolutely loved that bit. Yes, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really like that she's uh, she's she's funny without being clown-like. If you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, she, I do. Um, yeah. I, I think her facial ex- I think it's really important for... Because all the lead actors that have played the Doctor have got this wonderful way of acting with their face without saying anything. Mm. And I think she joins that that club nicely. She's got that way of, you know, portraying what she's feeling and what's going on without having to say anything, mm. which is perfect. So, I mean, overall, mate, I think she's going to be a, a fantastic Doctor. I think she's going to be absolutely brilliant. And no worries, you know. It's like, like you said, is the Doctor in safe hands? Absolutely. I don't think we've yeah. got anything to worry about. 
No, I think she's going to be good at handling the humour, but I think she's really going to shine when she gets like the, like I said, the quietest scenes. Yeah, I think yeah. she she's a really good actress, you know. Um, and I think yeah, she she's going to shine as the Doctor. But for me, I think the moments are going to be the the touching scenes, like when she just quiets down. And then I'm going to look forward to the the fun scenes as well, mm. where she's just being crazy. She's got that very unpredictable yes. edge to her, which yeah. I absolutely love. Yeah. Yeah, no, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Ah, okay then. So it's a relief, else? isn't it? It's like, <laughs> it's, it's because you always worry. You think, oh no, is it going to be good? Is it going to be good? Yeah. For me, I feel like I can just, ah, just relax now, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is there anything that you want to bring up, mate? Anything you feel we've missed before we do scores? Um, just looking at my list. You know, I've hardly looked at my list while we've been talking because it's just all still there in my head. So I'll just have a quick look down the list. To me, mate, it was all pretty positive. As I said, I just left me absolutely gagging for more, especially yeah. that cliffhanger. Yeah. I was just blown away by it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think I think I've pretty much covered it, mate. We can always pick up next week if there's anything, but sure. I think we've covered it. Righto. So scores then. I think it's Ooh. me to go first. I think. Yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. So I am going to give this an 8.5. An 8.5? Yes. Okay. Uh, the reason why I'm giving it that score is because I thought that the cast were just bang on. And I thought Jodie's performance was awesome. And I think it looked beautiful and the music was amazing and all that stuff. I just felt like the 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 main storyline that the characters went around and the aliens in it they were you know nowhere near us i think throughout the series we're going to see storylines and aliens that are going to eclipse this completely we won't even i think so you know so yeah. i think we've got so much more uh, so much, much more, more. <laughs> <laughs> i think we've got a lot more stronger stories and everything to come so well i hope so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, mate. Well, I'm not. I'm not too far away from you. I'm giving it a nine. Okay, a nine out of ten. I thought it was a great opener for the series. Um, I've, I'd put it up there with Eleventh Hour. I would. I really think yeah, those yeah. two. Yeah, really good. I don't know why I would compare everything to Eleventh Hour. I think it's just because <laughs> it was such a good series uh, opener for me. Um, yeah, nine out of ten, mate. I really liked it. I'm only knocking off a point really for the like you said, Alien was a bit play by numbers, but uh, I, I can excuse it in a regeneration story. So right. um, I just found it a great start to the new series. Yeah. A very strong start. Definitely. Uh, we had a bunch of you guys um, uh, send in your reviews and clips. We had so many, we're not going to be able to read all of them, so we're going to pick a few out. Uh, but we did have an audio reviewing. Um, our regular reviewer, this is uh, Sammy Satine. G'day, Gary and Adam, Sammy Satine here. So the woman who fell to earth, series 11 has arrived. Oh, brilliant. Zim Shaw with his face teeth trophies is rather dark for a Doctor Who villain. I like the new companions. 13 is brilliant. I like the fact she's on a mission to find the TARDIS. Also, nice to see the return of the cliffhanger. I give it 7 gathering calls out of 10. See ya. A 7, okay. A 7, that's good, because I think Sammy was saying on Twitter she was, you know, not really feeling it that much, but she was kind of excited. So, yeah, good to know you enjoyed it, Sammy. Good stuff, indeed. Mm. Uh, Over on Twitter, uh, Davros1736 says, love the theme music at the end. Uh, It sent tingles down the spine. It certainly did. Yes, Uh, Daniel Fox 999 definitely enjoyed it, especially like Jodie's Doctor and the Monster Teeth Man. 
They gave it an 8 out of 10. Uh, Spooky Lewis Palmer says, adored nearly everything about it. Uh, Spoopy Lou uh, said, absolutely brilliant. Uh, we are in safe hands with Chibbers. Jody was wonderful. The companions are great. The music was superb. Cannot fault it at all. Mm. Uh, the Theta Sigma podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, just re-watching and still feeling a little bit meh about it, to be honest. Okay. Uh, there's no now she's the doctor moment for me, and the plot was as thin as tracing paper. Uh, <laughs> that said, the characters were well-developed and easily likable, and I think uh, Jodie will eventually make the doctor her own. Uh, cult dissection. I, Sorry. Go on. I was just going to say, yeah, I, I've no doubt she will. Yeah. For me, she already is, but I'm sure, sure it'll come. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Darren Cult Dissection says brilliant episode it done the job it entertained me and scared my six year old daughter bless her I had to convince her <laughs> that Tim Shaw wasn't coming to get her tonight <laughs> uh, that is kind of cool yeah uh, it felt new and was Doctor Who at the same time uh, and the new theme was epic I cannot wait to see the title sequence mm. uh, Whitley Winston says I loved it uh, the gender of the Doctor turned out to be completely irrelevant yeah. uh, Jodie owned it from the first line Great supporting cast and a lovely new look. Just what the Doctor ordered. Hey, oh, I love that. A nine out of ten. Yes. And uh, he also says, oh, and that closing credit sequence, just wow. Beautiful. Yes. Time Lord, 0902, says, Jodie was excellent, but the story was meh. Mm -hmm. uh, not too enamoured with the companions, but it's only one episode. Really? Uh, oh. Don't get me started with the lack of opening theme. Yeah, there is that... Um, sort of 50-50 uh, split with fans on the opening theme there or not but I think that's kind of cool I like it it's yeah. just because it's it's something else to look forward to this week it's like yeah I don't know it's just I, I think it's a good thing yeah uh, our writer Jordan Shortman who puts in loads of the cool big finish reviews he does he says enjoyed just about all of it a great series opener cannot wait for next week come on Sunday yeah uh, who else we got Harry Brown everything was good but not great Except Jodie was brilliant. Mm. Uh, who else have we got? Jamie Ackerley uh, made me smile. Uh, throughout, looked amazing, sounded amazing. New arrangement of the theme tune is beautiful. Uh, Jodie, expe uh, as expected, completely nailed it. Uh, only downside is Grace's death, which is a shame. She would have been great to visit again. Uh, safe, safe hands. Mm. Uh, let's have a look. Um, uh, Jessica, awesome Jess. Uh, it was brilliant. So many good moments. I laughed. I squealed with delight. I got a little bit teary as well. It was another great Doctor Who episode. Uh, Sarah Louise back at the Running Whovian. I really enjoyed it. Jody plays a fantastic Doctor and the whole cast was great. Uh, I was engaged the whole way through. Uh, I'm not keen on the theme tune though. <gasps> Sarah. Even though it had a more 70s sound, I didn't like the huge gap where the fourth beat was missing. See, that was what I mentioned earlier about yeah, took yeah. out some things. <laughs> uh, but she does give it a 9 out of 10 though. Okay, cool. Yes. Uh, who else? Let's rattle through a few. I'm sorry, I can't read them all out. There's so many. Uh, our friend Morgan, the Gallifrey and Whovian. I didn't like it on my first watch, but enjoyed it far more on the second time around. Mm. Uh, she may not be Capaldi, but Jodie has a wonderful aura and the new TARDIS team was perfect. Uh, loved the representation of dyspraxia with Ryan. Um, eat my salad. <laughs> Halloween. And he gives it, uh, gives it 10, uh, sorry, 7.5 teeth out of 10. <laughs> I uh, like it. Who else? There's so many. Um, yeah. Uh, let's do a couple more. Uh, our friend Neil Brighter Moon over in the US. Uh, loved it. Uh, exciting, engrossing and emotional. A great introduction to our new Doctor. Jodie is utterly fantastic and captures the erratic spirit of our favourite alien. 
companions have a rare depth of character already, and I'm excited to see how it goes. Bloody brilliant. Nine out of ten. Uh, cool. And, Cheers, Neil. Uh, Mick Minnis um, says, enjoyed it once they gave us the final trailer. I liked what I saw, and uh, it was going to be okay. And isn't it refreshing not having companions who make you want to put your head through the telly? <laughs> <laughs> who can you mean? Uh, it says, watch out for Graham. I'd say not what it seems. Oh. Watch out for what? Graham, not what he seems. Okay. Oh, really? It's okay. No. Wow. Don't say that. I like yeah. Graham. Over on Facebook, <laughs> Kevin Mullen, the woman who fell to earth is utterly beautiful. Uh, cinematography, a simple but hugely enjoyable script. The music is incredibly atmospheric, uh, almost atonal. The acting from the supporting cast is uniformly excellent. And uh, what about Jodie? Simply put, she is an utter joy. Yeah. She became the Doctor in her very first sentence. I truly believe she's going to be iconic. Uh, and the 8.2 million viewers, incredible. He gives it 7.5 sonic screwdrivers with added Sheffield steel out of 10. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> uh, Lawrence Baxter, great first story. Uh, the atmosphere, tone and dynamics between the characters are exciting. Uh, he says, um, uh, got the feeling we wouldn't see the TARDIS and I was uh, surprised uh, with all the stuff going on. I wasn't too disappointed uh, I won't be too disappointed to wait another week. Uh, so we might see the TARDIS next week, according to um, Lawrence. Possibly. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, Martin convinced. Vincent, old Bad Wilf. Old Bad Wilf. Uh, really enjoyed it. Simple story. Great introduction. Cast all have chemistry. Can't wait for episode two. Although, uh, seeing as they accidentally became companions, killing Grace just seems a bit pointless. Hmm. Maybe. Martin like Grace. Yes. Helen Jones, I thought Jodie was absolutely marvellous. Absolutely marvellous. Uh, Mar- nice, straightforward Mar- story as you could concentrate on getting to know the Doctor and the companions. Favourite bits, the Doctor making a Sonic and the outfit reveal. Uh, she goes on to give it an 8.5. Nice Jeff one, Waddle. Helen. Now, Jeff, he's a harsh critic. Oh, it's hard to please. Hard to please, yeah. Uh, simple story, maybe a little too generic, but Jodie and Bradley stole the show. Uh, not so sure about the other companions. Ironically, I liked the mother more. Uh, it was only near the end I realised I wasn't hearing any bombastic orchestra themes. What a welcome and long-awaited change. Uh, not brilliant 11th hour good, but a refreshing new start, 8 out of 10. That's good. Cool. Not too bad. Um, let's go through a few of these. Dean Jones uh, gives it an 8 out of 10. Jessica Leffelman, 9 out of 10. Um, Sir Jacob Birtwistle, 9 out of 10. Uh, Martin Arnold said he loved it. Jodie was great. Totally stole the role. Um, music was creepy and unsettling and more importantly not yeah. overly loud and obtrusive more please mm. um, Kieran Egan says a delightful <laughs> introduction to the new companions style and the doctor creepy but ultimately underwhelming villain nice classic cliffhanger has me excited for next week mm. uh, Lee Clow four words doctor who is back exclamation mark yes uh, Bob Clark says he loved it smiley face and that's, I can't read them all because we're going to be here all day but um just give it, if you don't follow us or like us on Facebook or Twitter, or whatever, just jump over there. You can read them all and get involved. But overly, really positive. It was, mate. Same with me on the Geek Sandbag. I had just so many comments and it was great reading through them all. We haven't got time to read read any out. But, but the general consensus um, from both the Facebook pages was really positive. I think out of all the comments I had on Geek Sandbag, I think four of them were negative and, and about 50 to 60 we're just all in the nine out of 10 realm. Most people on my Facebook page loved it. Yeah. It was just this tiny little, and, and again, I, that's fine. Everyone, you know, I don't, I don't say it's 
like if you didn't enjoy it or Jodie's not your thing, that's you know that's fine. You're allowed your opinion. We don't. I'm not judging you for that. Um, but obviously, our opinion was we loved it, and it's great to see that so many people uh, enjoyed it with us. So yes, yeah. I'm glad to see such positivity. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's no surprise what we're going to be doing next week. We're going to continue no. with Series 11. So what is it next week, buddy? So next week, yeah, it's Episode 2, which is called The Ghost Monument. Ooh. The Ghost Monument. And, you know, we don't know a lot about it. Which is <laughs> so good. Yeah. Chibbers has got those cards so close to his chest. <laughs> but that's fine. That's fine, mate. I'm, I'm glad. And uh, so where are we? We're recording this on Wednesday. I'm already counting down the days. I know. Me too, mate. Yeah. Sundays are just, Sundays are the new Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Sundays yeah. are the new Saturday. Yes. I just, yeah, I love it. I can't wait. Indeed, yeah. So next week, the Ghost Monument. Um, yeah, it's going so, out at five to seven, isn't it? So it's a similar time. It's good. I don't want it. Like we said, we hope we get a consistent time slot for Doctor Who. It's yeah, five to seven. I think it's going yes. out uh, on Sunday. What was that? Six forty-five. Six fifty-five. Fifty-five was it? Yeah. Uh, the one that's just gone. Um, the woman who fell to earth. That went out at six fifty. This monument's going out at six fifty-five. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Radio, I think we'll do there, buddy, for 205. Okie dokie. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sticking with us and listening to episode 205. It's been awesome. Finally being able to watch series 11 and give it a review and talk through it all and finally see all the all the baggage that's been on the hype train as you know with us now and it's uh, it's just great to be able to um to finally talk about it because we've speculated and talked about it and chatted for everything for so long <sighs> what a relief to be able to go through it unbelievable yeah good. i'm so yeah. so good yes yeah. uh, a couple of cool bits of um merch uh the uh, Tenth Doctor Volume Three out next year. That's cool. Sounds really, really cool. And also the retro clothing range at Selfridges. If you've got the beans to pay for that, <laughs> knock yourself out. <laughs> uh, until uh, next week, though. In the meantime, why don't you check out the website www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk? You can listen to all of our episodes on there. And you can also link off to all of the social interwebs and give us a like and a follow. We always chat plenty of who during the week in between episodes. Indeed. And on the podcast networks, just do a search for us on there. The biggest one for us would be iTunes. There's a big button on the website to zip off to there. And if you are an iTunes listener and subscribe to our show, if you could spare a minute for a rating and a review, that would be awesome because it really helps us out lots and lots. Also, check out Adam's channel, The Geek's Handbag. The Geek's Handbag. handbag. The Geek's Handbag. <laughs> Go get Geek's Handbag. Go over to YouTube immediately and just do a search of The Geek's Handbag. You'll see Adam's little face pop up there. <laughs> just uh, just drop a, a subscribe and all that stuff on his channel. Loads and loads of cool videos from Adam. You'll spend hours dropping through the YouTube rabbit hole on his channel. So many cool videos, but- reviews, unboxings convention reports just the whole shebang location visits the whole lot yeah Mm. Uh, you're also on the socials aren't you so twitter facebook instagram all that stuff that's it so give him a give him a follow plenty of cool stuff find me come and find me (laughs) Uh, so enjoy episode two on sunday night Uh, the ghost monument will be asking for your reviews on that so uh have a good one until next week my name's gary my name's adam and remember 
Hey. Hey.